0: Schmaltch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley and uh,
1: the Matt Mosley Show. Uh, it is uh, ESPN Central Texas. We'll be with you for a few hours here. And then, of course, at 4.07, uh, we'll be kind of talking you through Game 5 of the ALCS. And, wow, what a uh, what a rough outing that was for the Rangers last night. Climbed back in it after giving up three runs right away. He didn't have it. He was uh, wild in the zone. They get three runs. Quickly, um, Dunning settled it down a little bit. Looked like Bradford might squeeze out of it. Uh, Rangers did climb back in it, and with the help of Adolis Garcia and then Seeger to make it three-three. I mean, this was uh, there was there was a lot of fun stuff going on in that game, and then things got real. And Corey uh, Cody Bradford, the uh, the former Baylor great, came on. And he did give up a sacrifice fly to Jordan Jordan Alvarez, which made it 4-3. But there were two outs. And if he could have gotten that next out, everybody would have felt okay. Still connected to that game. He left a ball up to uh, Jose Abreu of the Astros. And that ball's still going. Ball's still moving. I mean, it, it was up there like the second deck just absolutely crushed it, just left it, oh, just kind of high, and it looked like what they wanted to do was maybe pitch him a little bit inside, and he missed his spot. He left it right down the middle, and Abreu crushed it. Rangers down 7-3 and really couldn't do anything from there, okay? It was just kind of over at that point. There were some plays I liked in the field. They tried to kind of stay engaged, but they couldn't get anything going cuz they were basically checked out and out of it by then. Now, we're going to spend a lot of time today kind of getting you ready. We'll also we got high school football to get you ready for tonight, the area. Uh tough loss for our buddies at uh, China Spring last night, man. Drake and Cam were there for all the action. And uh, they came up, came out of the uh, short end of that one, 31-21. We'll have more on that. Nicole Sheeran is going to join us at 3.20. All right. And, of course, Nicole does a lot of the Baylor pregame stuff and does a lot of good Baylor things, but also heavily involved in all the high school coverage. And so we'll see what Nicole's up to. Of course, Channel 6 is on. Used to be chilling with Quillen. Now we're – what are we doing with Nicole, Aaron? We Do we have – we come up with a name? I mean, well, the thing is, we do work. we got so many great local uh, – we had kind of Curtis in a full-time type role with us on Fridays. We've kind of worked in – well, we've had Chad, Shaji, Darby, uh, Nicole's great. So we almost have to come up with things – Everybody, Eric and Parker do a nice job over at Fox. It's a good group, and we kind of like going around the globe uh, a little bit. But uh, today will be a Nicole Sheeran. I like that Chad Vautherine. He was good, and uh, after Aaron, I learned remember that I had to learn how to say his last name, and now that doesn't sound totally right to me. Vautherine. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll go back to the drawing board on that. But Chad. Is a good one over at Channel 10 working with Darby over there, and they do a good job. Uh, the latest in the trial going on over in our Fairburg in Waco, U.S. District Judge Robert Pittman on Friday today dismissed former Baylor University football coach Art Bryles and former Baylor University athletic director Ian McCall from a federal Title IX lawsuit lawsuit ruling no reasonable jury could find them negligent in the domestic violence assaults of a former Baylor student by a former Baylor football player. Um, Pittman also threw out gross negligence claims against Baylor, but will allow the jury to decide if the university was negligent and violated Title IX gender discrimination requirements. So... This will continue and the jury will probably get to decide Monday. Uh, arguments were gonna go on this afternoon, but I think this, I think that things will wrap up Monday. I've been monitoring this. I'll, I, you know I've been heavily involved in, in, in mainly the, the Rangers and all that's going on with the Cowboys and all that because we do sports. But again, this was an enormous uh, scandal with Baylor. It involved sports. And it involved Art and Ian McCall being back in town testifying. And so I I, I needed to, to bring this up and get into it. And I know some of us and some Baylor people would like to ignore this. We can't ignore it. It's happening. Um, I mean, Art was arguably uh, one of the greatest coaches, uh, at, at certainly in Baylor history, and uh, some would say the best. And... We know what happened with all that. Uh, His, Bryles and McCall said they were pleased for their clients. This is the attorney said that. I am happy for Coach Bryles. He did nothing wrong. And the things that people said he did, he did, he did not do. Okay, that was according to Bryles' attorney, Reed Simpson. Um, I did hear from Art uh, earlier today reached out to him and he simply, um, uh, via text and just said he was grateful for today's, uh, uh, ruling, which again is, uh, the ruling was a, um, no reasonable jury could find Art Briles and Ian McCall, um, negligent in the domestic violence assaults of a former baylor student by a former baylor football player i've had people ask me does this mean art can coach again you know even mccall's the ad at liberty i mean he pretty much got that job immediately and continued on with his career although an altered career art has not art coached at mount vernon um my answer is no it doesn't really change anything um you know, and again, I know this is a divisive, polarizing topic for a lot of people, but this is a case. It's been out there for a long time. Uh, in this case, you know, they were thrown out, um, basically Coach Briles and, and, and Ian McCall, uh, for these assaults. Basically, they were trying to determine if the second and third alleged assaults they should have been able to step in and prevent. Or they should have known after the first one. And the judge obviously ruled that they, uh, that, that they could not have been expected. And they were not going to be able to, uh, attorneys were not, had not uh, proven that they were negligent in the way they handled it. Um, Bryles and McCall uh, were both called as witnesses Thursday by Dolores Lozano's attorneys. She is the one alleging uh, Devin Chafin, uh her former boyfriend these uh, these assaults um, both detailed Baylor's rise to the top of the big 12 and I'm, I'm by the way I'm uh, I, this is Tommy Witherspoon longtime Waco Trib writer he's been covering this thing for channel 10 uh, I'm looking at his article uh, and they talked about uh, uh, kind of what all happened. Um, and so, anyway, that that was uh, yesterday. That was happening before testimony uh, started Friday morning. Defense attorneys were expected to ask U.S. District Judge Robert Pittman to take the dispute out of the jury's hands and dismiss the cases against the university, Briles and McCall, based on their beliefs that Lozano had failed to prove her case. Obviously, the judge agreed with a lot of that and threw out. Um, uh, some of the, let's see, the gross negligence against Baylor. And then uh, he dismissed uh, former uh, coach Art Briles and Ian McCall from the federal Title IX lawsuit. Okay. What, what is, continues on is the jury will get to decide if the university was negligent and violated Title IX gender discrimination requirements. Man, I've read a lot. I know what's kind of out there. I know what's on social media, uh, and it just um, Briles sixty says he's sixty seven. Thought he had turned sixty eight, sixty seven years old, and we know um, the whole the whole uh, situation. And um, before he took the stand, Lozano's attorney Zeke Fortenberry had asked Pittman to reconsider a previous ruling that prevented him from asking. Bryles how much Baylor paid him in a settlement after Bryles was fired in March, 2016, the judge denied his request. Uh, I mean, I thought that settlement was widely known. So I guess he just wanted to get it on the record. Um, Bryles has said in his testimony that the majority of the team disciplinary issues were handled within the department, adding that former strength and conditioning coach Kaz Kazati would uh, handle most of the minor issues by assigning players extra weight work or running. He said he does not know Lozano. This is what Bryles said. Golly, he he was on the witness stand for two hours, and he was not made aware of her assault allegations until she filed her lawsuit against Baylor after he was fired. So, man, there's a lot going on in... um, um there's just uh it's it's pretty uh it's pretty wild you know to think back look i mean you know they had they had various people over there all week and i again we've been focused mostly on the rangers and everything but this is too big a case and there's too much going on with it and it was too huge uh to uh uh to not talk about it and i get it man some people are like can we move on i don't want to hear about it but listen when they bring ian mccall and art briles back to town and they have to uh go before the judge and and the jury uh we need to discuss it but uh, art briles uh and uh, ian mccall the case against them has been dismissed and again it's because the ruling was that no reasonable jury could find them negligent in the domestic violence assaults of a former Baylor student by a former Baylor player. Now, people say, well, why isn't Art cleared now? Well, again, there's more, there's so much more uh, that was a part of this other than outside of this case. So in the court of public opinion, Art was tried a long time ago. And, you know, his career is basically over. And, and Art knows that. I mean, you know, he can't – he was down there, and he should have known. Obviously, he was on the field after a game. And should it have been the, hu- the biggest story in the world? You know, I don't think so. It became a big story. And Jeff Levy had to uh, – his son-in-law, who's the office coordinator at OU, had to apologize and say it won't happen again. Um, Again, I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions on this. If you want to sound off on this or have something to share or have a thought, we do have a place for you, and that is on our text line, the CNC Collision Center text line. That's 254-662-1660. And Aaron and I will look through, and if there's something we feel is a good point or somebody wants to bring a point up or something, I, I am I have no problem getting uh, back into this this is an enormous um you know story um and, and not just this case but everything that happened to Baylor and with art coming back to town Ian McCall and everybody uh, it was breaking news and we needed to uh we needed to to deal with it there's just been so much that's kind of been talked about in this lawsuit I mean that is forever um To be on the stand, I mean, that's kind of that is interesting, a ruling, Aaron, that you couldn't have the settlement figure, which, again, I thought we all knew basically what the settlement was. Um, And so there was a lot that um, that came up again. I heard from Art and just said he was grateful. And, of course, he felt this was uh, this was long overdue, Um, you know, and that I mean, I think this is what. They expected, I don't know that they knew for sure they would get this, they would have this dismissed, but it will continue on the Title Nine, which it, I think the term for it is simple negligence, instead of what they were, uh, what she was alleging that Baylor had, gross negligence, they will, uh, uh, they, the, the simple negligence the jury will still hear about that and so baylor's attorneys and everybody will be over there and there'll be a uh, there'll be a verdict announced on uh, monday unless some kind of settlement is reached or something along those lines so anyway i uh, i just know we got a lot of listeners who've been reading about this uh channel 10 i've been reading on kwtx all the local news stations have done a nice job on this and of course the waco trib uh, uh christopher uh de los santos uh, I, I enjoy, have enjoyed uh, Tommy, of course, I think of him as still Waco Trib, but uh, both of them, uh, everybody has done a nice job of covering this, and it's a uh, it's a huge case, and of course we need to uh, bring you up to date on it. Uh, as anything else unfolds today, any breaking news on that front, or we hear from any of the people in it, I, I was going to reach out to uh, Ian McCall, I'm sure he and Art have both left town, I've heard from Art, I'm going to be reaching out to Ian McCall to see if there's any comment he has after, uh, after this ruling today. But, um, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, the whole thing. Uh, it's, it's everybody would like to move on. In a lot of ways, Baylor and everybody has. Baylor's put all these things into place. I think Baylor is a much safer campus. I think they've done some incredible things for, you know, in safety and all. But, you know, we'll always have this. Uh, and so this trial was happening and we needed to account for it. And so there is the breaking news that has happened, uh, this afternoon, a little more than an hour ago or so, a couple of hours ago now that that happened. All right. It is time, uh, to get you ready for a little high school football tonight. And we'll do that next with Nicole Sheeran
2: the Baylor coaches show this Wednesday, beginning at 7 PM live from Rudy's in Waco with the voice of the bears, John Morris.
3: Join us Wednesday live from Rudy's and hear from equestrian coach Casey Maxwell and head football coach Dave Aranda.
2: That's this Wednesday from seven till 8 PM live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor athletics, ESPN,
0: Central Texas. How many miles across Texas have you and your team walked for Let's Walk Waco? As you're stepping toward a healthier lifestyle and connecting with your community and enjoying the great outdoors, don't forget to log your miles as part of the Walk Across Texas Challenge. Your logged miles will help you and your team earn prizes. If you need more information, visit waco-texas.com forward slash walkwaco. Get up, get moving, and let's walk across Texas together. Remember, every step counts. Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned
4: gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. It's that time of year, and these deals are
3: getting spooky good. This month at Allen Samuels in Waco, during Jeep Adventure Days, you can get 10% off MSRP on all trim levels, on all new Jeep Compasses, Gladiators, Renegades, and on the all-new Grand Cherokees, except Laredos. You heard that right, 10% off MSRP. We've got a great selection of inventory to choose from, and we're making big deals. Hurry in, these won't last long. Come see what Allen Samuels in Waco can offer
5: you, and find the Jeep that fits your lifestyle.
0: go to jinko.secu.org member NCUA. Gen-co.
7: Locally owned and operated, Rain Coffee Company is your daily stop for the best in hot and iced drinks. Come and stay a while and enjoy Rain Coffee Company's relaxing atmosphere, plus their espresso bar, teas, Lotus Energy drinks, and sweet treats. They are open every day, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. The only coffee shop in China Spring. Rain Coffee Company, 10214 China Spring Highway.
5: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: On Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, Nicole Sheeran joining us now. I mean, I thought Nicole might try to slip out to Cincinnati to Nippert Stadium. I mean, she loves a good road trip. But uh, perhaps the call of uh, Friday Night Football was simply too much uh nicole welcome back to the matt mosley show we're always uh, we're always pleased to have you on
8: what's up mosley you know i'm always excited for fridays when they roll around it's our tradition <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: it's become a very nice tradition uh and i just kind of curious uh are you we'll start with baylor do you do you sense that anything was fixed During this uh, time, uh, this bye week, and are you expecting a little different look at 11 a.m. tomorrow? Boy, this thing has snuck up on me. I think mainly because I'm into the Rangers, been watching this trial uh, down the road, um, obviously, and there's just other Cowboys stuff going on, NFL, but Bears are back, and man, they they have uh, been called upon to you know to look different especially it seems like on offense what are you yes. what are you expecting what are you expecting as these bear cats and of course they're desperate for a win too it's not like they're riding high they're going to they're going to face some angry people there in the land of cincy um what are you what are your expectations as the bears come off the bye
8: you know Mosley, the bears are back and i just I really hope they can pull out this win. We saw, you know, maybe this Baylor team, they're the road bears this year. We saw that game against UCF, largest comeback in school history. I'm hoping that the Baylor team we see out there tomorrow, the offense has made the adjustments that Aranda honed in on Monday specifically. You know, he said to open up the run game, we got to open up the passing game. But if you look at the numbers specifically, I mean, Blake Chapin has thrown for over 600 yards in just the two games back that he's played since his injury. So offensively, things have a chance to look up. It's just about opening up that passing game, opening up that run game to really have all the wheels turning at the right time. But, you know, I think an issue that I don't know how much adjustment we're going to see. I can sit here and hope we're going to see a big adjustment, <laughs> but it's the O-line. We need to see that adjustment from the O-line for Baylor. Shapin needs to be protected to give him that time to open up that passing game and to give him time to get those looks downfield. So I can sit here and hope that, yeah, they'll pull out the win. I will say if there's a team they're going to do it against this weekend, it's Cincinnati because, like you said, the Bearcats are looking for their first conference win of the season. Both teams are 2-4 and overall. So if now's the chance for Baylor to hop on the win train, I think Saturday is the time to do it.
1: All right. And they got a quarterback that can move around a little bit. He missed some throws against Iowa State. I loved how he stepped up after the game. He was downtrodden, but he's a good leader. Emery Jones, I believe, is his name. Uh yep. I like the I like the quarterback. I like his attitude, and we'll see what Coach Satterfield and his gang uh can do. Now boy, China Spring has already played this evening. In fact, I saw Drake and Cam, uh, they I saw so last night. They had some really nice China Spring. I wish I could get some of that gear. It's like fishing shirt type, that Columbia type gear, <laughs> oh and it's that Columbia blue. And Cam and Drake, uh, really that thing was a, kind of draping over Drake. I, mean, I think he had it. You know, he's he just it was really a big shirt. But those are uh, those are nice looking shirts. But thirty one. 21 and i boy you and your staff had a close look at this game oh. i mean i i that's uh stephenville now six and two two and oh in district we're just not used to seeing china spring lose a uh a district game in fact it's been since i think you had to go back to like 2020 to find something yep, like you're that you're
8: absolutely right you're absolutely right they have not lost a district game since 2020 and I was actually uh, on the sideline last night talking to my buddy Chad from Channel 10, and I looked at him and I said, you know that team that you just never picture them losing? That's China Spring for me. And last night, I mean, I'll give them credit, though. They battled until the final snap of that game, and they're going up, up against the Stephenville team who they have Tristan Gentry. He's a Texas Tech commit, a receiver. Pair that with Micah Hudson from Lake Belton, and Texas Tech just got two absolute dogs in the receiver position, I mean, he was an animal on that field last night. They had, they had a team that they were playing against. That was just, everything was going right on all sides of the ball for them. And, you know, throughout the season, I've talked to Beatty about this, where with China spring, their defense is really young this year. And Beatty will tell you that that's an area that they've been really working on. And, and out of all the games that I've watched China spring play, their defense showed up last night. I think it was just, it was a shootout and Stephenville had a little bit more juice at the end of the game than China Spring did, but Mosley, I don't know if you saw the play. I tweeted it out, but that Cash McCollum, Kyle Barton, Cash McCollum scrambles in the slot, practically falls over, throws it downfield to Kyle Barton. He lifts out the spin move. The wheels start rolling. Touchdown, China Spring. I mean, that may have been the play of the year, honestly. I wish I could roll the video right now. <laughs>
1: Well, we are on radio, so that would not help our audience, but I know you're <laughs> used to rolling videos, uh, and you like to get in that studio. You also like to get out in the field. By the way, you had a Bucky story a few, a couple of, a few months ago, kind of a groundbreaking at Bucky's in, uh, Hillsboro. Can you bring any updates, uh, on that? Because I, uh, in addition to all our, our high school football that we need to – I've been wanting that to open up because that's going to kind of – you know, I go up and down 35 quite a bit, and so that's going to be a big player for me.
8: Oh, yeah, it's going to be a game-changer right in Hillsboro. Think about it. It's right off the highway headed headed to Dallas. I don't have an exact date of when it's going to open, but I will say when I was at that groundbreaking event last year, they told me that it would be a year from now. So I'm expecting it to open around February, March. I would say. So before we know it, I think that Bucky's is gonna yeah. be open. I will say the last time I drove to Dallas, I looked over and I saw that it was there was I mean, a lot of changes happening. You could tell a Bucky's is gonna be there. You saw the little circle symbol with the beaver up on the, you know, the yeah. infamous sign. So it's gonna be here before we know it. So make sure to get your uh, beaver nuggets secured. I, yeah. I feel like you're a beaver nuggets guy, are you mostly?
1: <laughs> I like that. I like some venison. I like some beef jerky. Okay. I like the bohemian garlic beef jerky. And I'll kind of gnaw on that a little bit. And then I'll get some of that sharp cheddar cheese that they have. And I'll kind of I'll get some of that. They used to kind of have it. Uh, it's, now it's I've got to kind of gnaw into it a little bit more than I like. They used to have <laughs> little pieces of it or strips of the cheese. And then it used to have kind of a venison stick. Love a good venison stick.
8: Oh, and, and that's, I've never that's tried really,
1: that. Oh, yeah, that's good driving right there. That's, that's for getting on down the road. When you get some of All that, right, well in noted. Your, yeah, in your uh, in your system here. Okay, Alvarado, at La Vega. Man, I I gotta say, I'm I'm kind of hoping we we're we're thinking about maybe uh, picking up some La Vega game. There, that's a that's a team, and boy, they gave uh, they gave the Cougs a, a huge scare. But this Alvarado, and we know about Alvarado, they got off to a good start against uh, China Spring, as I recall. And then the second quarter, I think they gave up 51 points. I kind of like, I kind of like La Vega here, although La Vega's been giving up <laughs> too many points, especially for Don Hides. You know, he does not love some of these high-scoring type affairs. I think this is uh th- this one has La Vega written all over it to me.
8: I couldn't agree more. I would. Take La Vega on this one purely because, like you said, that game uh, against China Spring where they gave up, what, 51 points. I mean, it, it shows that they don't have necessarily the defense to to shut out a team that has a powerful offense. And we saw it against China Spring with La Vega. I mean, that was a shootout until literally the final second of play. So I would take La Vega on this one, but I think we're going to have a ball game. Like, I don't think it's going to be an easy win for La Vega. I think we're going to have a shootout. And like you said, I mean, La Vega also let China spring score a lot of points against them. So I think it's going to be a high scoring game, um, but I'll I take the pirates in this one.
1: Okay. And may Pearl at Whitney. I mean, this was kind of yep. interesting in that Whitney according to my sources, which may be the Waco Trib, uh, has won just two district championships uh, in football. As the Wildcats shared a district crown in 2005 and then won it outright in 2019. These current seniors were eighth graders when that happened. Um, What do you expect in this one? And can you, could we still have the, could could Whitney continue to roll here?
8: I... I think it's going to be a dogfight. I really do. But I think Whitney takes this one against Maypearl, And I think the real dogfight happens on, I want to say, November 27th when they play Grandview. That's the real test of, can Whitney do this? Because those are the two teams at the top of the district. Whitney's undefeated right now. Maypearl, I want to say, is I think they're a two-loss team. They're 5-2 and two right now. So I see Whitney taking this one. It's a home game. That always helps. Um, but I think the true test, the true Super Bowl for the Whitney Wildcats is going to be against Grandview next Friday. That's going to be the true test for those guys.
1: Okay. Uh, boy, I like it. Grandview Zebras. Isn't that right? The, the, uh, yes, the Zebras that's right. out there. I always there. thought that was yeah. the
8: coolest mascot. Uh huh.
1: Uh-huh, Nicole Sheeran joining the Matt Mosley Show, Channel 6. You'll watch their coverage tonight. She likes to she – like, she's in the studio a lot, but she also gets out in the field. And uh, now what is the uh, – are, are you? which one are you zeroing in on tonight, by the way? you all generally have like a big game of the week type situation. Which, which? What is it tonight? Yes.
8: So I will be in studio tonight because our game of the week is Lorena Franklin – at okay. franklin so uh our college station guy will be at that game but that's our game of the week about all the number ones it's essentially for the district title, so that's oh, our wow. game of the week um and then i will personally be shooting harker heights temple because you know it's right in our backyard at temple high school um so i but yeah i will be in studio tonight but like you said you can also find me on the sidelines i love doing some of that too so it, it'll be a good one tonight
1: all right, Gatesville looking good for a playoff berth. Had that heartbreaker obviously against Conley. Uh Gatesville at Madisonville. Um Grosbeck at Teague. You and I talked about Teague recently. Grossbeck three and O in district. And then uh yeah, well, I, I don't want I got down here and looked at like a two and five. I don't really want a two and five. That do, that doesn't right. do much for me. Oh, Mart number two, Mart. Now that's a team we really, you know, ESPN Central Texas. We like all our local teams, but obviously the history and the tradition of Mart at Wortham. Okay, Wortham six and two, three and one in district. Um, Mart down the Frost Polar Bears seventy-one to zip. Wow, that's another great name by the. Frost. I mean, what a perfect name for Frost right the frost polar bears but if you're the polar bears you've got to put up more of a fight than that i mean you know maybe that's global warming that that's impacting them (laughs) but you've got to you've got to kind of hang in there and do a little better than that that's rough okay
8: right well mostly if you look at the game last year against frost i want to say it was also a shutout if i'm not mistaken i want to say because i remember that game last year yeah i mean martin They do something special over there. Kevin Hoffman and company, they know how to shut out a football team. I want to say last year they had four or five shutouts on the season, maybe six. I mean, that doesn't happen all the time, especially not in high school football. So, whatever they're feeding those guys over at Mart, I mean, they know how to do it over there. Um, they Well, I'm looking at the schedule right now. They've got three shutouts in a row this season. Yeah. So. I'm, they're they're dogs over it, Mark. I uh, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I see them making a run in the playoffs again for mm-hmm. sure.
1: Give 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 those dogs a little bark real quick.
9: Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh,
1: ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nicole's uh, Georgia ties uh, Georgia uh, graduate uh, coming out right there when she does her uh, her dogs cheer the uh uh oh university at leander rouse i i gotta say that leander rouse kind of snuck up on me i didn't know they were i did not quite know they were that good uh i do like one of our local i like to look at who's picking and conine or well, conine going with rouse bryce cherry going with rouse they take this thing very seriously but our own dj ramirez taking university in this one do, I mean, what do you think about University? Do they, do they have a shot in this one?
8: I think that's tough. I mean, honestly, mostly, I think they do. Because if you look at the schedule, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, Chaparral hung in there against Rouse. You look at, well, that's not a good comparison, but it was a close game with Belton. I would say if you look at Chaparral and Rouse, it was what? Uh, 12, 13-point game. I think University has a shot in this game if they are playing their A game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. i kind of been with DJ on this one. I could see University taking this game, really.
1: I like it. I like k the whole gang over there. I like what they're doing. And what about Midway? I mean, that's interesting. We now know we've got a little bit of closure on that situation. The interim coach, that's going to be a coveted job. I mean, they're going to – if they throw that thing open, I mean, still, and I know they've struggled, but that's a place with unbelievable facilities. Who would not want to go try to coach at Midway? And they're out of that horrible district, the district of Absolutely. doom. I mean, what, how do you think they'll handle that? And, and I guess this interim coach is kind of, you know, doing a little – I mean, this is kind of a nice little moment for him to, to kind of show what he can do almost a little on the job tryout type situation
8: absolutely I will definitely say that after everything that's kind of gone over gone you know gone on over there midway has they've stayed focused their guys have stayed focused they're on a two-game win streak right now I imagine they're gonna make it three tonight don't want to get ahead of myself but if I were to take one in this one I'd take midway. I think they're they're on a roll right now and it it's it's good to see. It's good to see that these guys are still focused and they still have the goal set for what they want to, you know, how they want to end their season and what they want to do with this season. So I think they're on the right track right now because they have been through, you know, they've been through a lot at the moment with just everything and the shakeups that have been going on.
1: All right, Nicole, any leanings on this baseball, this huge Game 5 today in the ALCS, Rangers and Astros. Now that you've been among us for a few years, Uh, Do you lean a a certain direction in this matchup?
8: I got to say, Mosley. Okay, so all bias aside, I I think the Rangers are going to take this one because they're due. They were on a roll, and then they lost the roll, but I think they're due to take game five. However, both teams are showing that they're not winning at home. It's almost like the opposite of what you would Mm -hmm. think would happen. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of the Rangers' last shot at, you know, taking advantage of home field because then it's headed over to Houston to finish up the series. But uh, I will say I grew up as a Dodgers fan and I don't want anybody to hate me for this. All you Astro fans out there, the Astros beat the Dodgers in 2017. So if I had to go with a team, I'd roll with the Rangers only because I'd like to see them get that shot. But, you know, I like seeing a tight series like this. That's why we love baseball. How can you not be romantic about baseball? This is what we Mm want to see. We want to see two teams fighting to get that spot in the World Series. We don't want to see a blowout of a series. That's not fun for anybody. Maybe it's fun for the fans of that team. But you know what I mean. We want to see a fight out there. So I think Rangers take this one. But who knows? I could be very much wrong because I at one point called Rangers in four, and I was totally wrong about that. So
1: (laughs) You look good through those first two games, and then things have – um kind of turned obviously the worm is turned all right nicole hey listen have a great uh evening we'll be watching uh tonight and uh watching all your coverage and and i like that sometimes you got to put the people down in college station or wherever they are put them to work let them go cover something for you send them to franklin if you have to and uh and that's good and the astros cheated to beat your dodgers so absolutely <laughs> you should be rooting against them all right exactly. seven There you go. 7 trips to the ALCS in a row for the Houston Astros. Crazy. So even even for a group of cheaters, that is pretty impressive. I mean they're they're it kind is. of the um, it is. they're they're kind of the patriots of uh, of major league baseball in a sense.
8: Absolutely. You can't deny it. You can't deny it. I mean it's pretty impressive. I'll give them that.
1: All right, well, who do the Dogs have this weekend?
8: Well, the Dogs have a bye this weekend and then they've got okay. the best rivalry, Georgia Florida. Um, but I'm not going to bring it up, but the loss of Brock Bowers terrifies me. Um, yeah. so we'll see what happens. I'm nervous. Yeah. If you can't yeah, tell. You
1: probably, as we said the other day, you probably have like three, five star tight ends now to have to turn to. So, so you will not, right. <laughs> not receive a lot of sympathy, but our thoughts are with the Bowers family. All right. Uh, I hope he does uh, bounce back from that. Nicole, thank you. Great stuff as always, and uh, safe travels tonight, and uh, have a great show.
8: Thanks for having me, Mosley. See ya.
1: You bet. There she goes, Nicole Sheeran, joining the Matt Mosley show as we uh, sprint toward, well, 407 is first pitch, Rangers, Astros, and. We'll be getting you ready for that. Of course, when that starts, we may do some live look-ins. We reserve the right to do that as a Rangers affiliate. Yes, we've carried many of the Rangers games all season, in fact. All right, um, we will talk about uh, that, but we got the NFL Blitz coming up next.
2: Baylor Bear Football is headed to the Queen City for its first-ever Big 12 matchup with the Cincinnati Bearcats this Saturday. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, 11 a.m. kickoff this Saturday. Join John, JJ, and Ricky from Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati for all the play-by-play of the Bears and the Bearcats right
3: here on ESPN Central Texas.
4: I'm Joe
9: Kaleo. Business owners deserve financial security, and we're here to help you achieve it. Let's build a relationship and develop a financial plan that can help safeguard your business and nurture your dreams.
10: Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary.
9: The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford, and when it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Bird Colgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models like the Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Bird Colgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Bird Colgen Ford. Experience better at Bird Colgen Ford.
5: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Oh, it is Matt Mosley. Rangers coming up. We'll be uh, monitoring that very, very closely for you. In fact, as we speak, I'm kind of getting ready so that first pitch. I'll be, uh, I'll be good to go here. Got the iPad. Got the phone. We got several little things you need to watch. The uh, D-backs did climb back in last night. I thought they were, I thought they had messed up in not getting it done, and then they uh, they were able to get it done late. They tied it up in the seventh inning, I believe, the bottom of the seventh inning, and then they win it in extras. Aaron, it was in the bottom of the ninth. I'm trying to remember, um, but they uh, they did come through, and it was. Uh, you know The place went crazy, so good for them. Good for them uh, because they needed, they needed to kind of get into that thing. Now we, the Rangers have to put their foot down today, and they've got to uh, stop this. We'll have tons of Rangers coverage coming up in the 4 and 5 o'clock hours, and uh, that will be fun because they need to get that thing going, and, of course, uh, the pregame show is up and running as we speak. All right, it is uh, Mosley. It is Aaron Sexton, and it's time for some NFL Blitz. You hear the music. Let's go around the NFL as we get you ready for some big-time games Sunday, even though the Cowboys are on their bye week.
13: Lots of quarterback injury information. Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields has been ruled out for Sunday's game against the Raiders, no surprise, because of a dislocated thumb in his right hand. He was classified as doubtful on Monday by Coach Matt Eberflus and did not practice during the week. Rookie uh, backup Tyson ba- badge- Rookie backup Tyson Baggett will start against Las Vegas, becoming just the fourth Division II quarterback to start an NFL game in the last 20 years. Eberflus said that Fields is improving and is week-to-week, and he doesn't foresee him having to undergo surgery, although it's still a possibility.
1: All right, I mean, I, I think um, Fields has had his moments. I, I don't think really anybody in Chicago can view him like they do some of these other young quarterbacks that people are excited about. I think Anthony Richardson is going to be a good one when he gets back in there with the Colts. We know his season uh, is uh, likely over from uh, uh, reports this week, and I, I think C.J. Stroud is a lot of fun with the Texans right now. So some fan bases, I think, have exciting young quarterbacks. I think what they, what some teams have are just like bridge-type quarterbacks. I mean, when you take somebody as high as like the Bears did with Fields, you got to try to make it work. Like the Patriots are trying to make Mac Jones work right now. It can't. It's just not going to work. I mean, he, he's just not good enough at that level. He's a great guy. I've met him. He's a neat guy, uh, and and, he, and he's a tr- he was a tremendous college quarterback, but he can't he can't do enough to carry an NFL team. I mean, think about the much maligned quarterbacks like Dak, who get all kinds of grief. Well, he's not even he's not even in Dak's neighborhood. He can't even. I mean, there's not it's not even close. Aaron, I'm watching Jordan Montgomery walk out there. He's kind of walking. He's walking in. He's kind of getting ready. Four start postseason career for Jordan Montgomery. Aaron two and zero with a 188 ERA. Four starts in his career with one relief appearance. A 188 ERA. That bodes well. That bodes well. But I think the Astros are putting a pitcher out there that we all know <laughs> he's pretty good. We don't love, but um, yeah, uh, he is pretty good. I, I, I. This fan, but. Ba- <laughs> They have got to get them out from the start. They have got to at least get through the first couple of innings without giving up a run. That's huge. Montgomery's got to set the pace immediately because the Astros have been feasting on these early leads. And while the Rangers responded nicely last night, the second wave that came, they could not respond to. It was like the second wave absolutely knocked them out. All right, Aaron, I keep reminding myself we're doing some NFL, but it's just a huge game, and we are a Rangers affiliate here at ESPN Central Texas, they tell me. All right, Aaron, what else do we have?
13: Giants quarterback Daniel Jones has a chance to play Sunday against the Commanders and is officially listed as questionable with a neck injury. Jones missed last Sunday night's 14-9 loss to the Buffalo Bills. He was a limited participant in practice throughout the week did some throwing and individual drills but has not yet been cleared for contact however coach Brian dayball left open the possibility that could happen in the next couple of days if not tyrod taylor would make his second straight start
1: yeah i mean does tyrod actually give you a better chance to win absolutely Maybe. maybe i think so and but he also I again I don't I forget who do I don't know who we need to put that one on. You know, at least with Mike McCarthy when he makes blunders at the end of halves, we pretty much know it's on him or or makes weird decisions. You know, the Giants at Dayball was all over Tyrod because they they didn't even get a playoff. You know, they were down there they didn't even get a field goal. They tried to get up there and, and they ran a running and play and they didn't get up there very quick and they weren't able to spike the ball. And at least the Cowboys got three points at the end of the half. The Giants got zero. I mean, they're down there in a 6 nothing game. They're winning 6 nothing Over the Bills. Pretty good team. Pretty good franchise. And they literally can't get points because they got down there and couldn't even run a play properly. And then couldn't get up there to, to spike the ball. I mean, these are embarrassing. Some of these teams are just kind of embarrassing right now. And quite honestly... The Giants, Like, in terms of most embarrassing teams in the league right now, Aaron, Chicago Bears, number one. Let me see. I can't say Arizona because they beat the Cowboys, and they've actually kind of hung in there in some games. I would say the Panthers are kind of an embarrassing team. I, The Commanders are less embarrassing than the Giants. I Like, I give the Commanders. Now, again, they'll go out there and do some head-scratching stuff. But the Commanders at least have a chance. Okay, Aaron. Who else on my most embarrassing teams <laughs> this year? Vikings. I think we have to welcome the Vikings into any kind of discussion of embarrassing teams. Chargers. Anybody else, Aaron? Well, yeah. I mean, Chargers are now two and three, and they got the Chiefs going. But they're going tr- out. trending toward embarrassment. I don't know. Browns had a big too. win. Who? Denver. Oh, they may be the worst. Denver's just—that's just awful. I just—I can't help but just think about quarterbacks. And I still, when I think of Russ, I don't get it. I still think of him like in the old days, like good Russ. And now he's got this supposedly great, you know, savant coach, <laughs> and they're just out there doing embarrassing stuff. Very, you're right. Denver Broncos, very embarrassing team.
13: I read an article, I want to get your take real quick now that I think about it. Yeah. The the premise of the article, and I can't remember who wrote it, but it was basically that Russell Wilson's been so bad last year and this year, if he continues this, that he's playing his way out of the Hall of Fame.
1: Can you play your way out of the Hall of Fame? That was the
13: question I had.
1: Eli had two rings... I think he probably should be in the Hall of Fame. But then after the second ring, he had some pretty bad – and, of course, those were some rough teams he was on. But I don't think he should be – you know, obviously, I think both he and Peyton are Hall of Famers. It, 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 you almost can't keep a guy out who has two rings. Russ should have had two rings. Mm-hmm. What does he have? Just the one Just ring? Just the one,
13: Yeah. He, Carol Carroll okay. the other
1: one. Yeah, yeah, they did something idiotic down there. Of course, it was his own doing. Russ made yeah, the mistake. Yeah, no, you're right.
13: He did make the throw.
1: But should have two rings. And for about a six-year period, he was all pro, all you know, pro bowl guy year after year after year. And then it's all gone south. Is Russell Wilson a Hall of Fame quarterback? I'd say right now it's borderline, and I would lean no. He he is sullying his reputation that, in a big way.
13: I was going to say, before the Broncos, if you would have asked me that, it would have been a pretty easy yes, yeah. I think. Yeah. He had one Super Bowl ring and another, you know, the other where he should have won, but he led them to another Super Bowl, and he had great all-pro seasons. Speaking of quarterbacks, Cleveland Brown quarterback Deshaun Watson could play this week for the first time in three weeks. Took a big step toward returning today. Went through his first full practice since September 22nd. He's missed the last two games with a rotator cuff strain in his right throwing shoulder. Browns coach Kevin Stefanski wouldn't say whether Watson would start Sunday against the Colts, but he did say Watson, who's listed as questionable, looked like himself again while taking first-team snaps during Friday's practice.
1: What do you think that's like to be fans of, a of like, a quarterback that allegedly, and, of course, he settled with a ton of those people um, of, of the alleged, you know, um, uh, harassment and assaults that took place. He pretty much settled with everybody. There was a huge financial settlement. And I think, golly, did the Texans, who which team settled with them? I mean, the Texans, I think you know provided some sort of huge settlement but can you can you imagine like being fans of of some of a quarterback that just even at best he's a creep right i mean like at the very best he just is if you think if you want to try to think as as well of him as you can you think he's like a huge creep right and that's who you and i guess if he was great Fans would get their arms around it, and did, I mean, like Roethlisberger did some weird, crazy stuff that got him suspended. Some very creepy, bad, boorish behavior. I mean, I I, I wouldn't say it was as much as what like uh, Watson was accused of, but Big Ben came back from it. Like he he was such a great quarterback, and he won so much. And he seemingly kind of turned his life around that he did come back from that. I just don't know how you ever lose the reputation if you're just completely labeled a creep. And, and again, if he – I mean, he's not even that good now, though, is what's wild to me. Like, I, I again, aside from the, the whatever, the creep factor, how did he go from being, like, unbelievable to just kind of like, eh, I mean, just like, where where would you put him right now as far as the quarterbacks in the NFL? If you ranked them 1 through 32, like, the best rating you could give him was is like, what, 12 or 13?
13: Yeah, that would be the highest I could put him, I think, especially with as bad as he's been since he returned.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty uh, interesting. Uh, all right, guys, we're seven minutes away, Aaron. Se- six minutes away. Of course, when we start our next segment... We will have Rangers baseball for you. Game six. They've already gone over to Joe Davis and, and Smoltz. Aaron, what do you think of Joe Davis, the guy calling this series? I think he's fine.
13: Like, yeah, I, he's, he's,
1: he, he's not like, I mean, Joe Buck certainly, and I know people love to hate him and stuff, but Joe Buck was good at baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was really good at it. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Yeah, he was got a years. lot of unfair criticism. Correct, yeah, he's, correct. He's not
13: like Vince Scully, but
1: he's he's good. I like his
13: I like his calls.
1: This guy you're saying, Joe. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah. He's sense. a young guy. He looks very young to me. And Smoltz is v- – Schmaltz uh, – Schmaltz. Schmaltz is I think terrible. I'm combining <laughs> Schmaltz and Schmaltz. Um See, I don't think he's terrible because I do – kind of feel like we learn some things from him now he may talk too much like he may give us more than we want but in, ter- in terms of pitch sequencing and everything I don't really I don't I kind of like some of what uh Smoltz does but uh anyway and then you know Verducci and Rosenthal down there in the deal they do a good job like I, that's not a that's weird honestly what they're asking those people to do now like you hit a home run Within like 30 seconds, you're doing an interview in the dugout. You're the manager, like in the middle of a game, and they're talking to Dusty Baker in the the deal. And you know what? Those guys do such a great job. Like uh, Verducci does a nice job and, of course, Rosenthal. Um, And and the camera work, i got to say, Fox knows how to cover these things. Occasionally we have little quibbles here and there. Aaron, my biggest quibble the other day, by the way, watching the Big 12 media day, I loved it. Like, I love everything about that show. I love listening to Kelvin Sampson. But they would do this deal where they would have, like, a head coach on, Porter Moser or Scott Drew or whatever, and they would put a graphic up during the interview, which, again, I don't really need a graphic. Like, I'm interested in just the interviews. I don't really want to cut away to a graphic, but whatever. And apparently, Aaron, in the TV world, if you run a graphic, it always has, like, music attached to it. So you're in the middle of one of these really fun, great interviews that Fran and them are doing, Chris Budden, and you get the the loud graphic music during the interview. I I'd like there's some things I think I could fix if if the T V people would let me come and be a part of their industry. Aaron, do you feel like our local TV people are probably thinking how could we get Mosley involved? Do you think there's gotta be some local TV news person right now, like I wish we could get Mosley involved? I don't, I don't know if that's accurate or not, uh, Aaron. And by the way, those news folks that have been covering this trial, uh, and we've got breaking news today with um, Art Bryles and and um, Ian McCall and Baylor to a certain extent. All of those uh, have been dismissed. Now Baylor, just on the gross negligence, the Title Nine and, and and what kind of would be referred to as simple negligence is still on the table. It will still go in front of the jury. Uh, and and this this case should wrap up Monday but Ian uh McCall former Baylor a d uh, art riles and Baylor in terms of gross negligence the uh, judge has ruled they all asked to for the judge to basically dismiss the cases against them and that happened that did happen earlier today uh, and so they have been uh, not only have they probably left town, but uh, their their cases have been dismissed and still Baylor is uh, has the title and this is the uh, uh, Dolores Lozano case uh, and uh, against uh, against Baylor saying they knew and should have stepped in and she was saying art should have known after a first so anyway, lots to that we may come back to it in the five o 'clock hour today, but next. We get you ready for Rangers and Astros game five. That is next. Find sports
5: news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. It's almost fall. School has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is
12: finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch, or why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October, and the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic of Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at Ineedthedoctor.com.
3: So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco, and
5: CompleteCarCareCenter.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics.
8: Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee.
0: Save now on award-winning Buick SUVs at Richard Carr. The number one overall rated mid-sized SUV by J.D. Powers, the Buick Envision is a roomy and reliable SUV with a quiet and luxurious interior. Right now, save $4,000 on a 2023 Buick Envision or save $4,000 on a 2024 three-row Buick Enclave. Plus, qualified buyers get 1.9% financing and no payments until 2024. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home in your new Buick today. At Richard Carr, we give you King of
13: the road. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kissair, and Lexmark copiers and printers we're not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
5: ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Oh, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show. And um, it is uh, ESPN Central Texas. And we are taking you through the rest of the afternoon, getting you ready for Baylor Cincinnati tomorrow morning, 11 a.m., and um, just want to let you know, unfortunately, the uh, so the Rangers are off and running. We've had Rangers games all year, not having the uh, ALCS today, but we will keep you uh, posted. Uh, it is uh, game five of the ALCS, and unfortunately, the Astros are already on the board. Alex Bregman uh, has gone deep and looks like... Looks like a breaking ball, maybe a change-up from uh, uh, Montgomery. And Bregman was on it like, I mean, it wasn't even, it was a no-doubter way, way back. I didn't see the estimated uh, distance here, but I would guess about 4'10", something like that. 4'15", yeah. he crushed it. And um, it's, you know, the Rangers desperately needed a scoreless inning right off the top. Because what the Astros have continued to do, and we'll talk about what they did yesterday, is immediately settle the crowd down. It's what the Rangers were doing when they were in Houston. Now, as long as the Rangers stay connected and, you know, one run is not the end of the world. Again, like last night when they were down 3-0, the good news was you got nine innings left. You come up to bat in the bottom of the first and they started the comeback and they made it 3-3 and it was incredible to see Seager leave the building. Seager's been popping up a lot, but to get on top of one and get it out of there was a uh, was a great sign. This is um this and and I I Montgomery is certainly somebody you would be excited to have on the mound for the Rangers today, except for the fact that the Astros have bombed left-handed pitching all season. And even their left-handed hitters like Jordan Alvarez um I mean crush left-handed pitching. Now, for whatever reason, and this is surprising as great a hitter as he is in this series, and maybe this is all the, po- the for the postseason, he he I just saw a stat here and he's 0 for 8 on uh against curveballs. And, um, and so maybe that's how you work him. And the, um, golly, the, and Jordan Alvarez did, uh, I mean, he just has unbelievable at bats. He just hangs in, hangs in. And on a three, two count, he just you know, drops one into the outfield for a base hit. And the, the problem with these Astros is their ability to hit the home run, much like the Rangers, but right now they're in a good place and, it's just it's just unreal what their lineup can produce. Even even their worst hitter has had some big moments uh, in this series. He was two for four the other night, and of course I'm talking about Maldonado, the uh, the catcher. So we'll keep you posted, and if uh, if either team kind of gets something brewing, we can do some live look ins and that kind of thing. As we get you ready today, we've been following this Baylor, uh, uh, the Lozano trial over there, and um, and there have been some rulings today. In fact, the uh, uh, the the uh, district uh, judge um, threw out uh, the cases against uh, dismissed, um, basically the Ian McCall and uh, and and Art Briles portions of this and any gross negligence by Baylor, that has been dismissed. The jury will still continue to hear closing arguments. This thing will wrap up Monday on simple negligence um, and the Title IX portion of the lawsuit against Baylor. And uh, they'll get to rule on that. But Art, uh, the culpability for Art Briles and Ian McCall, that was thrown out. Uh, the motion to dismiss was honored. It, it, this afternoon, that was some breaking news and basically said the defense um, or the, basically that they did not uh, um, the, the, or the uh, prosecutor did not uh, prove or meet the threshold of what you'd have to be able to show to uh, to even take that in front of a jury. And boy, you really have to have a judge sitting there saying there's just no way he doesn't even let the jury hear that. So they basically believed everything that, hey, Ian McCall and and Art Bryles should not have known about these uh, um, alleged um, uh, assaults by the by the boyfriend at the time who was a running back for Baylor, Devin Chafin. And uh, they, they had testimony the other day from Devin Chafin, but it was from his, um, from, you know, from depositions that he took. And they played some of those. Uh, Art Bryles and Ian McCall were both in town yesterday. So some really uh, interesting developments today in that case. And, again, um, Chris Christopher DeLos Santos from the uh, Waco Trib. Tommy Witherspoon, longtime Waco Trib, who uh, is working over at Channel 10. I was reading some of his stuff on Channel 10. They've all done a really nice job covering this one. Now, the Rangers did get out of that inning, thank goodness, uh, because you just start to think, man, they're going to get this thing to 3 to nothing in a hurry. And who was that up there, Aaron? Was that Dubon that was up at the plate after um, after Jordan Alvarez? They had him played perfect. Uh, actually, the ball went off of uh, Jordan Montgomery, but uh, Seeger was able to make the play on it. And the Rangers got out of that inning and will come the bottom of the first, now trailing one nothing after the Astros had two hits. Um, in looking what the Rangers lineup today, they moved up Leody Taveras to fifth, and they've moved Heim down to ninth. Really, really interesting stuff. By uh, uh, and you know we, how we even during the regular season, I obsess about hitting orders, and and Aaron and I discuss all those things, and we we go through those. But uh, really, really interesting to move Leody Taveras, who's been very productive in the nine hole. Um up to the fifth hole. I, I up you know, up up to fifth in the lineup. Aaron, that, I mean, I I you could make an argument that that feels like desperation from Bochi. Uh and again, Heim's been so great. I if I have to see Marcus Simeon or Corey Seeger pop a ball up again in this series, I mean it, it's just it, it's just it's crazy um that you know how much it's happening of course Verlander is on the mound for the Astros was not sharp the first time out in this series but much like the Rangers are expecting from Scherzer if he does pitch again in this series which would probably be a game 7 um i mean I, you know the thought is that Verlander will be a lot sharper in this game so again Rangers uh, have come up in the bottom of the second inning and Simeon and Seeger have both just hit just total pop-up, infield pop-ups. And um, I love these stats, Aaron. Versus four-seam fastballs, the Rangers' offense in this series is hitting 186. 186 against four-seam fastballs. If you're like, wait, do they throw a lot of those? Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, Verlander does. And so the thought would be still keep coming after him with a four-seam uh, fastball. And um, I'm always fascinated here and always have been. This started back when the Rangers started going to the World Series 2010 and 11. This is when I first started noticing, and it probably goes back a little further than that. But I'm always amazed that we get an indication of exactly what type of pitch it is within a split second of it hitting the catcher's glove on tv like that's a relatively new thing we used to get it on mlb.com right and and you could kind of catch it you could get it pretty quickly by following mlb.com the the tv portion of this and i don't i wonder aaron who do you think they do you who do you think they use for that like that's that's fascinating to me that they can pick that up that quickly and by and, and aaron since we've seen that 180, that 186 uh, average against four-seam fastballs, guess what Verlander is throwing every dang pitch? <laughs> I mean, he's uh, – but I'm fascinated with how quickly you can pick up uh, and have a graphic of that, you know, as quickly as they do. All right, we will continue. We are going to uh, kind of get you ready. We had some great interviews earlier in the week getting you ready for Baylor and Cincinnati. We'll have some of that in the 5 o'clock hour. But we continue with uh, uh, Game 5, ALCS, Astros in the lead, one nothing. We understand if you're off of work right now or you're at work on your phone, watching, uh, listen to us, watch the game. We encourage you to do that. That's fine. Uh, and this is on fs one But, uh, I mean, who could blame you? It's the ALCS, and uh, Rangers now um, have been retired in order in the top or in the bottom of the first inning. We're going to the top of the second. Back with more Rangers-Astros next. Baylor Bear
2: Football is headed to the Queen City for its first ever Big 12 matchup with the Cincinnati Bearcats this Saturday. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 11 a.m. kickoff this Saturday. Join John, JJ, and Ricky from Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati for all the play-by-play of the Bears and the Bearcats right here on ESPN Central Texas.
7: First Central Credit Union says it's game on. Lower your monthly vehicle payments by refinancing your vehicle with First Central. Make it a winning season with refinancing set to your preferences. You decide the due date and frequency. Financed elsewhere? Save money with a new local game plan. Apply online today. We make it easy to score at FirstCentralCU.com.
4: Membership and loan policy requirements apply.
14: Member NCUA. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project?
9: Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season. And Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F 150, 46 years in a row. Come to the largest showroom in Texas and experience better at Bird Colgen Ford.
0: Are you ready to have your garage back? Check out Lone Star Structures' affordable storage sheds, cabins, greenhouses, and dog kennels. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Browse their available inventory at LoneStarStructures.com or customize your own with their 3D shed builder. Stop by today at Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Call 254-583-4411 or visit LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures. Buy local. Buy from folks you can trust. At Waste Connections, they keep Central Texas clean. Waste Connections provides trash pickup and recycling services to Waco area homes and businesses. Remember them when you need residential garbage service, commercial dumpsters, and garbage collection, bulk item pickups, trash compactors, or construction and demolition roll-offs. They would be honored to be your service provider. Waste Connections, 254-840-4060, 1910 South Main Street, McGregor, and at WasteConnections.com.
7: Penningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more.
5: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show
1: on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, we uh, have uh, been getting you, kind of keeping you updated on Rangers we're going to get you ready for Baylor in Cincinnati. That's an 11 a.m. kick. You'll hear J.J. and John, Ricky on the call right here on your flagship ESPN, Central Texas. And, um, well, this new group uh, has come to town. And it's, uh, they've, been, uh, they've been nice there. And, and, Aaron, I think we'll have, what, about 9 o'clock. We'll get a little pregame-type deal going. And uh, so happy to do that. We're monitoring closely for you what the Rangers are up to. Uh, Rangers uh, down one to nothing, uh, two outs in the uh, top of the second inning. So good news is, deficit isn't that bad. Obviously, just one run. But the bad news is, you know, another first inning type situation that has. uh, that has broken out here and um, uh, Jordan Montgomery on the mound for the Rangers today Verlander on the mound for the Astros he's looked really sharp so far and unfortunately Simeon and Seager uh, you know arguably the two best players on the team just complete little harmless uh, pop-ups to uh, to start the game so you know they they literally they desperately need Montgomery to just kind of get in a flow here and kind of move through this, um, move through the second, third, fourth inning, and then just kind of give the t- – every, everybody can just kind of settle down. And um, the good news is he just went one, two, three. That's exactly what the Rangers needed. And so everybody can kind of take a deep breath. Uh, interestingly, today, um, Bochi made a change in the order – and bump Leote Tavares all the way from ninth to fifth. I would say on the surface, Aaron, it it, it kind of looks a little. Uh, does it look a little desperate or does it look like a huge reactionary type deal? Well, maybe. I mean, I, you know, if it works, it works. If it works, it's great. It's hard to doubt Bochi, but I just think Jonah Heim has been in kind of a bad way, certainly is capable of. And uh, has great power and all of that, but just has not been really getting the job done. And Heim has been moved down to ninth. Aaron, can you imagine that Jonah Heim, who is an all-star, has probably not hit below, what, sixth the entire season. I mean, he's been great, and maybe at the very start. But once he kind of got on the roll, he became a big part. I mean, maybe seventh at the lowest for him. And uh, now hitting ninth today, and again maybe who knows maybe that will get him going a little bit. Josh Young, I believe, Aaron, staying in the same place, is that right? Yeah. And Lowe is hitting seventh today, so we'll be uh, we'll be keeping you up to date on all of that. The Bears are headed to Cincinnati tomorrow. By the way, we'll have Campus Confidential at four forty. Um I I don't know exactly what to expect. I um I I mean I I would like to think that there's some good vibes from having gone to UCF and had having the big uh comeback. Uh I like the thought of shaping maybe kind of ha- having the rest getting fully healthy. I think they did some things that were probably I think probably they did more X's and O's than even, I mean, I'm not saying they didn't have spirited practices, but I do think they were trying to get everybody healthy, use the bye week to try to get a lot of players back. And, you know, one of the things that coaches talked about is not only executing, but executing with more violence is what he talks about. And this has not been a particularly good, O-line. This has not been a good offense. I mean, they have some good running backs. I think they have some good skilled players. I think they have some pretty good perimeter players. But they just can't, they just have not been able to get this thing going. Boy, Cincinnati plays a pretty good brand of defense. That is the best thing they have going. Aaron, what is that? You remember we met the guy who was like the musician, or I think he was like a singer, a vocal uh, uh, guy, and he was he was really impressive and he was like I think a defensive tackle for them and then they have that is are they the team Aaron that has Corleone I'm making sure I don't have him mixed up with the uh, the West Virginia I feel like they have a player named Corleone who is just yeah who's an incredible defensive player and much like some of those West Virginia teams of a few years ago, they had those two brothers. I think their names was like the Sills brothers. They were awesome. They were awesome. And there was movement. There were just some things they did that were tough to deal with. Cincinnati brings some of that. And I, I like Cincinnati's quarterback. Has he been great? Have his numbers been great? No. Um, he used to be at Florida. From what I've seen, just a little bit I've seen of Cincinnati has great size, Um, certainly can step up and deliver the ball, was really off against Iowa State. Some of that was just because Iowa State got to him. Some of that was they had some plays, and he just missed throws. Teams sometimes don't miss throws against the Bears. There were some cool stories, Aaron. We've been so focused this week on the Rangers, I haven't really gotten into it. Some of those Baylor players, Aaron, I always ask you, number 15, you've only had to tell me this now, like, 10 times but he um you, you had Caden Jenkins who's number 19 was named to the athletic um like all-american te- uh freshman team the freshman uh all-american team and I thought that was great because Caden has been excellent okay here's who I'm thinking about it and 24-7 did this um and they're doing like 2023 DB ranks, and I some of the players that are you know true freshmen that are playing really well. And one of them, Aaron, was my favorite, number fifteen. I don't know if he's my favorite because I love Jenkins, but Carl Williams, the fourth, um, out of Southern Lab, I think that's Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Whoa, I mean, it, it, even in his weeks one through seven. Aaron looks like as a cornerback in this, whatever these ratings are, they do 82.2. That puts him up there pretty high as far as 24 seven, the composite they do. But I just thought that was really cool that Carl Williams, the fourth and, uh, and Caden Jenkins got that kind of uh, attention. Uh, it's uh, the, the bears need, they desperately need a win. Oh, and just so, and I never did say this on the air the other day. The game time for the homecoming game against Iowa State is 2.30. We'll be on the air at 10.30. That'll give uh, some folks. We'll have time. ten thirty, eleven thirty, twelve thirty. 12: 12.30. Wait, was that right, Aaron? What time will we be on the air? Is that right? 10.30? Yeah, I think so. Four hours before game time. Then we'll have the parade. We'll have everything going on with that. That is the homecoming game against Iowa State. Aaron, think about this. You knock off Cincinnati. You come home against Iowa State. Think how differently we could feel if the Bears were four and four. Now at the first of the season, would you have taken four and four? No. No. You'd have been like, no, we don't want to be four and four. I mean, we were dreaming at that point, Aaron, could this team win nine or ten games? You remember that? Could they win nine games? Well, that's out the window. Okay? That's not that's not even that's not even you know up for discussion anymore. I want to keep you up to date on the Rangers. Um, the uh, the uh, Verlander's working really well, and he's getting huge help behind him. In fact, Josh Young just hit what looked should have been a base hit, and Pena made a beautiful diving stop, got up, threw him out, and so through two innings now, uh, the uh, Rangers trailing one nothing. I mean, I saw it yesterday in the NLCS. The thing you have to do is get Montgomery to settle in here, keep the game close, and you'll be okay. Even the D-backs—I thought the D-backs were going to lose that game yesterday—and they hung in there, hung in there, and they and they pulled the game out at the end. Even though they trailed in the top of the seventh inning, they went down by a run, and they and they, but they they struck back right there at the um, and and they they got they got that done. So. Uh we'll uh we'll continue to monitor this Rangers game. At 520 today, I a lot of you I, I get this. We've had so much going on with the Rangers and everything, so you might have missed this the other day. Um we had a really interesting discussion with JJ Joe, the radio analyst, of course, right here on the flagship station uh for ESPN Central Texas. And JJ's a great friend going back to our time at Baylor together. Um well, back then, I just watched him play. He was awesome. And then years later, because I was in the media, I got to know him, and, and that's when we became friends. But he has great perspective. He's an optimist, but he's also a realist. And so we um, we want to share some of that with you. Some of that interview because uh, he just brings a lot of insight on uh, on everything. And so we'll uh, we'll we'll share some of that with you coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. In fact, that'll be at about, uh, at about 5.20. We do have some campus confidential coming up. Aaron, as we think about this, uh, the Baylor and Cincinnati, I mean, there's no reason in the world they shouldn't be able to go to Cincinnati. I don't know what the atmosphere will be like. I don't know how tough of a place. I assume it's pretty tough to play. I think it's still early enough in the Big 12, even though Cincinnati's not doing well, that the fans will still be excited and come out to the game. But there's no reason in the world why, Bay- why Baylor shouldn't be able to go and be competitive and win this game. Aaron, I think if they don't, if they go on the road, lose to Cincinnati, and this thing gets to 2-5, and five, and you're coming into homecoming, I mean, there's just a million questions. Because the bye week was supposed to be about Getting the thing right, turning things around, and I think a lot of pressure was put on Jeff Grimes, the offense coordinator, in the offense to get it going. Um, Dave veranda has said we need to be able to pass on early downs to open up the run game. You don't normally hear a head coach come out and say, "Hey, here's what we're going to do: we're going to run on, we're going to pass on first down, and that's going to get us the run open." Now, again, that doesn't mean they'll do it every time, but I do think they're, they're going to be they're, – I mean, what they've been doing is not working. And, I mean, it, it, it really – watching this offense is, is like just kind of beating your head up against the wall because occasionally you'll take a shot and Monterey Baldwin or somebody will do something nice. But for the most part, everything looks too hard including, like, when they go for it on fourth down. Like, it'll be a fourth and two or even a fourth and inches. And it, it's just like they don't uh, – there was a fourth and short where either quarterback sneak – there there got there had to be something you might be able to do. And, and they instead ran – they tried to throw it out in the flat, I believe to a running back against Texas Tech, and – And Shapin got eaten alive, and he couldn't even get the ball out there to him. This is a fourth in inches or a fourth and a foot type play. On the fourth and two, in a very, very crucial point in the game where they needed it to try to stay in the game, they do a toss. They do a toss to the the boundary, they do a toss to the short side of the field, and, and there was literally no chance. And and I and I get it. Our our old buddy Roder, who we used to have on, his big thing is he'll say, "Well, they had a breakdown here. Well, they had a so and so missed his block. Well, listen, when you on a fourth and two play, I mean, you 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 don't need to put the game into the hands of like a single tight end. Oh, a tight end got beat out here. Oh, look out here on the perimeter, your right tackle got beat. You've got to come up with something." whether that's a screen, you know, whether that's a misdirection, whether it's what they used to be able to do and run the dang thing off tackle. Um, This offense has no rhythm, and it's been extremely frustrating to watch. And this fan base is desperate for a win. I would say the only thing, Aaron, that has been good for Baylor uh, is that all this other stuff is happening. I'm talking about the Rangers and that most of our attention has been on that. But it's not good, honestly, that during the buy and in the build-up to Cincinnati, that even on here, on the flagship station, Aaron, I was not dying to do, like, a bunch of Baylor segments, okay? And there's nobody that wants to talk Baylor and loves Baylor more than I do, and more than we do. Aaron, you're the same way. But they need something good to happen to... uh to to kind of fire things up and uh, and get things going. All right, it is uh, time for campus confidential uh two outs in the top of the third inning. Rangers trailing one nothing and Dubon up at the plate and thank goodness our man Seeger who I feel like made all the putouts in that inning. Um they're hitting our man Montgomery pretty hard, but the Rangers are in the right spots and so only trailing one nothing now going to the bottom of the third inning. Thank you, Corey Seager, for filling your position over there and uh, and 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 getting that hot shot. All right, we'll uh, we'll do some campus confidential. We'll do it next.
5: Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas.
14: The China Spring Coaches Show with Tyler Beatty is brought to you by Benchmark Mortgage, China Spring Country Store, Kristen Clements. Camille Johnson Realtors, Rain Coffee Company, Triple S Sports, the Fifth Street Market and Nursery. Last week in a
1: win against La Vega, final score 52-49. Talk about a a classic rivalry matchup where you guys pulled it out in the end in a game that at one point seemed like you'd put it away.
15: You know, that, that is our kind of district football in a nutshell. You know we've got really really good opponents that we're going to have to obviously score more than one point to beat them, and so uh, it, it was it was really really good. You know the ebbs and flows and ups and downs of a game uh, was was incredible. Our kids and their response to all the adversity points that, that you go through in a game, and so uh, obviously it, not the not the most pretty of wins, but uh, at this at this day and age, it will take it.
9: Coach, looking at Stephenville this week, now that you've won a couple of state championships, is it easier to get your kids to prepare for Stephenville, the team, rather than Stephenville, the logo? I think it's a very valid question.
15: I think the, the team is, is more of what we're focused on. You know, history is important to understand who you're going to face. Uh, but at the same time, the team that's currently out there aren't, isn't necessarily the team that created all the history. And so, uh, really, really good contest, a a really well-coached team, physical kids, and uh, our kids are fired up, you know, not playing in a high school stadium adds a little bit of extra energy, and I I know that both sides are going to bring it.
1: Coach, what does this game do for your team moving into the
9: postseason for guys like Ryan Hale, who hasn't gotten a lot of big-time, big-game experience? Is this going to help him come November?
15: I think it's going to do uh, a lot of positive things for our young guys. You know, the travel, the environment, and obviously just the duration of a game. You know, we're looking at two teams that never quit, never back down from any kind of contest. And uh, these are the kinds of games that will show up later in a season uh, if we're blessed to do that.
4: ESPN Central Texas. The 5th Street Market and Nursery is Bosque County's premier nursery, greenhouse, and boutique. Discover a variety of indoor and outdoor plants, unique gifts, and local artisanal products at their family-owned nursery and garden center. Located in Clifton off 5th Street, Highway 219. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 4. Check them out at FifthStreetMarket.com or on Facebook. Let their passionate team help your vision bloom into reality.
7: Locally owned and operated, Rain Coffee Company is your daily stop for the best in hot and iced drinks. Come and stay a while and enjoy Rain Coffee Company's relaxing atmosphere, plus their espresso bar, teas, lotus energy drinks, and sweet treats. They are open every day, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. The only coffee shop in China Spring, Rain Coffee Company, 10214 China Spring Highway. Locally owned and operated, Rain Coffee Company is your daily stop for the best in hot and iced drinks. Come and stay a while and enjoy Rain Coffee Company's relaxing atmosphere, plus their espresso bar, teas, lotus energy drinks, and sweet treats. They are open every day, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. The only coffee shop in China Spring, Rain Coffee Company, 10214 China Spring Highway.
10: You'll find gifts for the whole family, jewelry, candles, home decor, and wind chimes at China Spring Country Store. They're also an official Purina dealer, featuring bagged and bulk animal feed for all of your farm animals and pets. China Spring Country Store is also the place to find deer protein, deer corn, and deer feeders, outdoor furniture, plus farm and ranch supplies, including gates, panels, and fencing. Go by and say hello to Taylor, Melissa, and the gang at China Spring Country Store, 9030 China Spring Highway, and at ChinaspringCountryStore.com. Triple S Sports is your
2: one-stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at
6: triplesports.com. Play ball.
4: campus confidential is sponsored by jim turner chevrolet jim turner chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in mcgregor and they will treat you like family it's time
5: for campus confidential our daily look at college football news here's your host matt mosley
1: Audience, is matt mosley it is time for campus confidential thank you jim turner chevrolet I promise you Jim is uh, watching the Rangers. He's probably out there. He was a uh, part owner and may, probably still is of the Rangers and uh, served on their board of directors um, you know, for several years. And um, you would always see at the old ballpark at least uh, Jim and Julie sitting back there behind home plate. And so uh, always fun to have Jim Turner's Chevrolet. Sponsoring this fine segment as we do, Campus Confidential with the Rangers now hitting in the bottom of the third inning with one out, and they're literally—I mean—they're—they got number nine hitter uh, Jonah Heim. Uh, he's up there trying to bunt his way on. I don't—he I <laughs> don't looks even, lost.
13: He really does.
1: I don't even—I—I I got no clue. I mean, I—it can't have been a call. It had to be something he decided to do on his own. But he's he's a catcher. There's already one out and he's and he's up there trying to bunt. <laughs> I, I don't I don't I mean that's and again, he may have seen some something with the third baseman and he just thought he could get something down the line. But you talk about a team searching and he's hitting one forty three for this series, but oh yeah, you can see Aaron, it's like you can't do a total shift anymore, but there's like a semi shift on and so he probably saw that and tried to he's basically just desperate for a hit and so he tried to try to bunt that down there. All right, it is uh, time for campus confidential. Aaron, what's the latest? Do we have any more do we have any more Michigan uh, tomfoolery? Is Michigan tried to cheat some more? What's going on?
13: Quick update. Jonah Heim with a single. Rangers have first and third with one out in the bottom of the 3rd. Michigan football analyst Connor Stallions has been suspended as the NCAA investigates an alleged sign-stealing operation by the Wolverines. Athletic Director Ward Manuel announced Stallions' suspension with pay today, one day after the analyst was identified as a person of interest in the investigation into whether number 2-ranked Michigan violated an NCAA rule by scouting future opponents in person at games, a something that's been prohibited by the NCAA since 1994. So the ESPN that the Wolverines had used an ele- quote, elaborate scouting system to steal signals from future opponents since at least 2021.
1: Well, and I saw pictures today of, of someone on their sideline who was apparently kind of known for uh, stealing the signs. And... Again, that's not illegal unless you're using video or something like that. That's that's illegal. But uh, and with runners on first and third, literally, Simeon, you're just desperately needing.
13: Get the ball in play
1: to put the ball in play or hit up, you know, hit one to the outfield, whatever. You de- you're down one nothing. Just get the guy home. I know you're you're thinking hopefully you get a big inning but just another pop-out, and oh, my goodness, Seager follows it up with another uh, pop-out, and again, it's Verlander, okay? I'm not going to act like this is easy. He's great, but Seager, Simeon and Seager are two of the best hitters in baseball, and they are just baffled right now, and in a huge spot, runners on uh, the corners with one out, Simeon comes up, First pitch swinging and just a harmless little pop to first base. Just maddening. Just absolutely maddening stuff as uh, we monitor this thing. And, of course, we'll do some live look-ins as we get in the 5 o'clock hour should we need to. Um, all right, Aaron. Aaron, it is uh, – yeah, and it, but anyway, this Michigan thing – He's going to be this, I don't know who this guy. I don't know who this guy is, <laughs> but it's funny to uh, it's funny to see him because he's he's always over on the sideline. He's he's monitoring. He's doing the he's doing the sign stealing. And I just think, man, where there's smoke, there's fire. And if Michigan's going to get in trouble for Harbaugh, all these level two violations, like doing some stuff during covid, they weren't supposed to do some in-person type visits from a recruiting standpoint. If you're going to cut corners on what some people might call the little stuff, you're going to do other stuff. And I don't know what this is considered, if it's little stuff or what, but it's kind of embarrassing. It's kind of embarrassing for the, uh, the the you know, the, the university to to constantly be having this stuff show up.
13: Well, and there's – I was just reading further into the story. He's an off-field analyst. He makes 55000 a year. So I just hope that they're not going to try to say he did this on his own, which I think they probably will.
1: No. Well, I mean, if he's a if he's an off – I mean, are you talking about the guy who's doing the scene stealing, stealing yes. that we saw pictures of? Yes. Well, first of all, he's probably, I mean, if he's a true analyst role – He's not, he's not supposed to be down there, so that's going to be a violation. Right. Again, I don't know how much of a violation it would be considered, but I would have to see, think that's a kind of a big one, Aaron. I mean, you can't just sneak the dudes down there that aren't supposed to be down there, right? I mean, the analysts are the analysts. They get you ready and prepare you for the game, and maybe a bunch of them get to sit in a press box, but I don't even know if they can be on the headsets. Your actual analysts just kind of prepare you for the games. And then, again, I'm not saying they can't be at the games, but it's like the on-court. You know, there's certain things, regular basketball coaches, they've got a huge staff. Certain guys can't be on the court during practices. That's just not what you're supposed to do. Some of those guys that sit on the second row, then they get to come up the first row. So there are rules about all this, but uh, really... Interesting stuff happening with the Michigan Wolverines.
13: U.S. District Judge Robert Pittman today found former Baylor football coach Art Riles was not negligent in the case involving a female student who reported being physically, physically assaulted by one of his players in 2014. The federal judge dismissed the gross negligence claims against Riles along with former athletic director Ian McCall and Bayer, Baylor University saying, quote, no reasonable jury can conclude, based on the evidence presented at trial, that the defendants were grossly negligent. The plaintiff, former Baylor student Dolores Lozano, had claimed that the three defendants' negligence after she first reported, after she reported her first assault in March 2014 made her subject to further abuse by football player Devin Chafin, for whom, whom she had been dating.
1: Yeah, and I, I did hear from Art Briles earlier today and just simply via text and he just expressed being grateful that this, was a, this portion of things was over. Art will never coach again in major college football. Um, schools have tried to kind of hire him. At one point, Southern Miss made an attempt. That got shut down. Grambling actually, I think, had hired him and there was so much backlash that they completely backed down from that deal. As I think I've shared on here before, I think Mike Leach was was in the process of trying to bring Art Bryles back as like an analyst. We were just talking about off-field analyst type role. Um, I really think that was probably, uh, and I think Bryles, um, I, or I think, I think Leach is about the one coach that would have been okay just dealing with the backlash. Now, I don't know what Mississippi State would have done, Aaron. Think about that. I mean, with the president, the AD, and everybody stood there as everybody went crazy. Because anytime his name comes up for any job, even Mount Vernon, all the news reporters and everybody. But that was the only place he's ever really been hired. He got to do the foreign stuff, the European stuff, in Italy and all. But, I mean, that's like, you know, and again, I'm sure he enjoys that because he wants to be around football. But his career is over. And people ask me, well, does this mean he could come back? Well, no. This is, this is, uh, this Chafin situation was a former Baylor running back and these alleged assaults that took place. There were no arrest rap- reports. Um, they are going to allow the Title IX portion of this to continue on. So it's a uh, it's 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 very interesting, and I, I think probably you know he does feel vindicated in some ways. But again, it's just this one specific um allegation, Aaron. This is just one mm-hmm. specific trial. All these other Things that were alleged. I mean, you know, it's 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 not like you say, well, we just found out Art didn't Art in time. You know, had this one letter and they couldn't get this admitted in court. A letter of like commendation, somebody wrote on his behalf, like either a former Baylor regent or somebody, to the Canadian Football League, saying nice things about Art. And I think the defense tried to introduce that in court. And the attorney for Lozano uh, was able, in, the, in this Title IX suit was able to uh, object, and that was sustained by Judge Pittman. But, uh, Aaron, I, and again, I, we've stayed with mostly all the stuff on the field and not the courtroom this week. But we came out today and dealt with everything and talked about everything right off the top because that was big breaking news, as Aaron shared, that he and McCall and um, – and Art Briles, uh, that was uh, that portion of things were uh, those they were you know that was dropped those those that was dismissed. Now, Aaron, I'm in updating our folks on this Rangers game. We're now in the top of the fourth inning, Astros up um, one Adoles- nothing. I feel like I've seen Bregman like go down the line now about 17 <laughs> times in this at bat. But, yeah, Odolis Garcia. And why do they not have one out up there, Aaron? Have you, are you watching this, too? Like, like, on my feed, it still says. <laughs> That's weird. They never put the out that Odolis tracked down a ball. Who hit that ball? That would have been, who's their number two hitter? Anyway, Bregman's up at the plate right now. Um, I'm trying to think. Altuve, I guess, has been leading off. But the... the uh, the catch all Odolis made was, like, unreal. I mean, I mean, just straight to the gap. Go ahead, Aaron.
13: Yeah, I was just saying running into the gap and, and yeah. just, just completely stretches out and robs <laughs> extra base hits to open up the inning, which well, it's just, has not been it's good just, for the Rangers in this series.
1: Absolutely bugged me, though, because on my, at least, I'm watching Fox, and during that Bregman at bat, they still have no no outs listed. The, Fox never has put the... Oh, I, I tell you what's happened, Aaron, is that I've somehow... I'm somehow getting a repeat of the Bregman of the Odolos. Okay, you're probably wondering what in the world I was talking about, Aaron. I'm just now seeing the Garcia play. That's so weird. It, like, went back, and and now I've gotten to see it twice. But anyway... Um, yeah that was a wild he ran that thing <laughs> down forever I I don't Aaron that's probably not as good as the Leote on the wall play but given kind of what's going on right now that's just as I mean that that Leode play was unreal but this one was close I would say this is the second best defensive play for the Rangers in this and then I would say the third best was Evan Carter up against the wall in game one of the ALCS. Hard to believe we're already in game five. And again, the Rangers uh, trail the Astros one to nothing. And Aaron and I will keep you updated. Aaron, I was going to do, we had a possible guest I was. I had been checking in with. Okay, good. Uh, we One of the people covering the trial I've been in touch with uh, over there. So, A lot of interesting stuff. Aaron, did you have one more, or are we good?
13: Uh, Yeah, I have one more real quick. As uh, Kansas State gets ready to take on TCU tomorrow in Manhattan, head coach Chris Kleiman says they will play both veteran Will Howard and freshman quarterback Avery Johnson going forward after the freshman standout came on against Texas Tech and had five rushing touchdowns. So the Wildcats will use both quarterbacks tomorrow in I don't know if they'll rotate them, series, or whatever, but they're planning on using both of them tomorrow against TCU.
14: Well,
1: I mean, if they do it like the last game, it'll be play Howard a little bit, play the other guy a ton. You know, like that guy was on fire. What did he run for, five touchdowns, 90 yards, threw like, I mean, whatever, is he was like seven for eight or eight for nine or something crazy like that. He threw the ball for about 70, 80 yards ran for it I mean that was awesome the display he put on now maybe he just snuck up on him maybe he snuck up on him maybe they'll be a little more prepared but and I like I like will Howard but man that you talk about a jolt for a team that was unbelievable what we saw the other day what's that kid's name Aaron the uh he's got long hair and he's got kind of it's got reddish hair. It comes out of the back of that helmet, and it'll make old-time Baylor fans think of the great Matt Clark, who had that long, curly hair. That was the mullet before we even knew what mullets <laughs> were, and Matt Clark would have that hair hanging down there. Matt doesn't have as much hair now, but still, a, uh, what a great guy. We had Matt on recently, and last year, he was one of the Baylor legends. What a neat guy from Corsicana, Texas. Oh, Avery Johnson is that guy's name. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I remember because it was the the uh it was like the Mavericks coach. All right, it's so Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. We'll hear from Baylor radio analyst JJ Joe at five twenty today. Next, we'll kind of continue getting you ready for Baylor Cincinnati and we'll bring you up to date on Rangers Astros Game Five of the ALCS. Find sports
5: news, streaming, and show podcast at com. To keep your
0: energy costs low, seal your home or business with insulation from Profoam Insulation. Whether you want spray foam insulation, retrofit insulation, blow-in insulation, or bat insulation, Profoam Insulation is the team for the job. They can handle residential, commercial, and agricultural jobs. They're licensed and insured, offer free estimates, and lifetime warranties are also available. Family-owned and operated since 2017. Profoam Insulation of Robinson 254-640-1255 and ask for Matt.
1: Are you just another number to your insurance provider? Look no further than The Flock. Cole, Michael, Derek, and Javen are local independent brokers. And with over 50 trusted companies in their network, they'll find you unbeatable rates for auto, homeowners, life, and even commercial insurance. Why settle for one-size-fits-all insurance? Text QUOTE to 214-838-5236. QUOTE to 214-838-5236. Let The Flock take you under their wing. A dynamic team with Goosehead Insurance. Your trusted choice for personalized coverage.
5: Listen to The Matt Mosley Show online at SyntaxSportsFan.com.
11: It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids, and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
16: Family owned and operated, L&V Auto Repair goes the extra mile to make sure the job is done right the first time. L&V Auto Repair services all makes and models and they specialize in air conditioning service. Suspension repair, brakes, cooling systems, transmission and total engine replacement. They will perform a complete diagnosis of your problem so you will know how much the repair will cost before they even turn a wrench. Open six days a week including Saturday 8 until 1. L&V Auto Repair, 1000 North Loop Drive, Waco 254-235-3885.
5: Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas.
0: Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, the Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley.
1: The Matt Mosley Show, on the eve of Baylor at Cincinnati. I mean, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited. I'll admit. I mean, I haven't seen the Bears in a while. After that Tech game, I kind of needed some time away from the Bears. And um, Rangers, by the way, have just flown out for the 27th time today. That's twenty every single out in this game. No, they have. it's the 8th flyout, literally. The 8th pop-up. None of these things have been – sometimes things are counted as a flyout, like a line drive, I guess, right? And, like, none of them have been hit hard. No, there's not so, one single line drive – that has been caught. These are all just like nothing pop-ups. And by the way, Simeon and Seeger continue and they've had one chance. They're down one nothing. And it shouldn't feel like ten nothing, but it does. Verlander's got good stuff, but the Rangers are just their their heads are somewhere else. They're not hitting. They, you know, the only people that are doing anything are the eight and nine hitters. And they got moved down today. Garver in the eight hole and Heim in the 9-hole. leote has been moved up to the 5-hole. So far, nothing's really worked. I would say the only thing that's worked is the guys in the 8-9-hole and nine hole tried to get something going, and they had runners on the corners. Uh, what was that, Aaron? Third inning, uh, bottom of the third, runners on the corners in one out, and Simeon, first pitch, just, just harmless little fly to first base. Here comes Seeger, nothing little fly to the outfield. Aaron, why am I also excited about Texas versus Houston at 3 o'clock? I don't know why. I mean, it's just kind of weird, but I am. (laughs) I want to see the Longhorns versus the Cougars. That's kind of fun. Cougars, back in the day, Yeoman basically ran Darryl Royal out as a coach. Darryl Royal, one of the greatest of all time, and Bill Yeoman in Houston came into the conference and just put a licking on Texas. 1975 or 76, I mean, they, they Texas just couldn't stay on the field with the Cougars and uh, Daryl Royal. And I'm not saying that's the only reason he retired. I mean, but he was only about fifty, fifty-two years old, and he retires, and the Cougars put it on him. Now this isn't the same Cougars. That was Bill Yeoman, the Veer. That was awesome. By the way, I wanted to say Ted Teague from uh, Allen Samuels. The 2023 Ram Lone Star Crew Cab, 0% for 72 months and $8,000 off. Limited supply, so hurry, don't wait on that. Now, 2023 Ram 2500 Heavy Duties now have $4,000 in total values on those hard-to-get workhorses. <laughs> also, Aaron, a 2023 Cab and Chassis, 4500 in stock. Yikes. For the guy... That wants to pull a house. That's me. I just like to pull things around for sport. All right? I really enjoy doing that. Pre-owned deals are hot and a nice variety. Also, just traded for a 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee Trace Hawk with 18,000 miles. That will get you there not only in luxury but at warp speed. Okay? Also have two pre-owned BMWs. This would be kind of fun. 2019 x7 and a 2020 x4 all right that was kind of like a pandemic car nobody was going anywhere they were just kind of staying inside nobody was running around those cars are going to be in good shape very nice cars Aaron, do you think that's what ted wants me to be saying like a pandemic car (laughs) i think i'm not sure that's what alan samuels wants me to to do but um Anyway, check it out there at uh, with Ted Teague. He's the GM out there. Does a great job, and uh, as Aaron, I'm a, I'm trying. I'm my feed here. I want you to keep me uh, bring us up to date as the Rangers. Uh, I mean, the good news is they're they're hanging in there. The bad news is it is crazy how much they're popping out. Uh, Astros do have leadoff runner on. Montgomery's pitch well. 50 pitches, he's into the fifth inning now, so he's pitched a full four innings, four innings plus, and the great Chaz McCormick, who is a Rangers killer, is at the plate right now. Astros, Aaron, did you see how they got the runner on first? I didn't Anyway, know. Astros have a runner on first in Montgomery, still on the mound for the Rangers. He gave up a solo home run to... Bregman, I believe. And um, and that has, uh, boy, that thing got out of there in a huge way. That was, I don't know, that looked like about 410 or 415 to me. I did not see the estimated amount it traveled. But we uh, we do have uh, a visit with J.J. Joe coming up. You're going to really enjoy this because J.J. and I, we talked a little Rangers, but we get into the Baylor what's going on with the bears well, even some cowboys talk because the cowboys are his first love but it was just uh we were doing that the other day when we had a lot of other stuff going on and so i, I was afraid a few folks might have missed it so we will let you hear jj joe as we uh, continue to zero in on this rangers game it's game five of the alcs interestingly the um Bruce Bochy changed the order up today and he moved Leote Tavares to the five hole. Aaron, I bet Leote did not bat a hit more than, you know, the seven hole, uh, all season. And so today he's been moved up to five hole Garver and, Oh, oh, my goodness. Um, the, uh, Rangers, and again, it's hard to do this when we have such a huge game going on. Uh, Rangers are going to review this to see if this happened on the transfer. But the, it honestly looks like he never had possession of the ball. So so Seager, they're going to try to get a double play. And Seager goes to second with it. And Simeon just simply didn't make the catch. And I, what the Rangers are going to try to make the, the case of – that it had the ball came out in the transfer i i don't think that it did he just didn't ever have the ball clean and he just simply didn't make the catch from Seeger. uh simeon didn't i mean it was it was aaron i don't know for certain if they would have gotten him over there at first i need to see who was running at first um but they're looking at it right now. I think the I think they're he going to it. confirm the the call on the field which was the runner is safe at second base because the ball and they're making the announcement now and he is safe and they'll have runners on first and second with one out this inning and just a horrible luck for Montgomery who got a um, a possible double play ball and And Simeon just I mean, there's no excuse for it. The ball hit the heel of his glove. It was a fine toss from Seeger. There was no issue with the out at second, other than Simeon just didn't catch it and and wasn't paying attention and took his took his uh, eye off the ball uh literally uh and figuratively all day and Aaron, the good news is anytime Maldonado comes to the plate, you generally. Is, a, is an easy out, and that turned out to be the case. The uh, Astros' runners on the corners with two outs in the top of the fifth inning as we uh, do some – oh, my gosh. And, again, the huge issue with not – they would be out of the inning right now, but Altuve's coming to the plate with two outs and runners on the corners. I mean, this is just not what they wanted at all. And Bochi kind of has to think about – what he might want to do here. I've not looked out there, Aaron. I never saw anybody up in the bullpen here. But, I mean, you just hate, you hate to leave as good as Montgomery's been, you almost hate to leave the lefty in against Altuve here, Altuve with everything on the line, a 1-0 lead uh, as the Rangers uh, try to escape this inning after the – I guess, Aaron, you got to call that an error, right? When you drop a ball like that on Simeon. Um, Yeah.
13: I'm just, I know you're a little behind me. I'm just stunned. Altuve just tried to bun himself on and got thrown out to end the inning. So thanks. He's been killing the ball. Wow. Like he's literally, they haven't been able to get him out the last two games. And uh, I think it was a a 2 1 count. He just decided to bunt the ball and bunted it right in front of the catcher and got thrown out. So we are wow. on to the bottom of the
1: inning. I think if you're that great of a hitter, and and you you make that decision now, he he had to see the first. I mean, I I don't even know if they were holding the runner on over there. I mean, that's just shocking. All right, uh, Rangers do escape that inning. And they'll go to the bottom of the fifth, um, trailing one nothing in this game, and we'll we'll stay on top of it for you. But next, J.J. Joe, former Baylor great, and he just has such good takes on what's going on with Baylor right now. That is next.
5: Your leader in high school sports,
14: ESPN Central Texas. <laughs> The Crawford Coaches Show with Greg Jacobs is brought to you by Bar None Country Store, Benchmark Mortgage, Crawford Booster Club, MP Electric, Security Bank of Texas.
12: Coach, you get a big win last week against Moody. Defense played really well. What did you like about your performance on that side of the ball? Well, I thought uh, our
18: intensity level was probably the best I've thought uh, throughout the year. Uh, we played playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, we just had a couple of hiccups on special teams, but out of that, we played a pretty clean game, and I was really impressed with their effort.
12: Um, I know you mentioned having some issues on special teams, but you did have a punt return for a touchdown. Uh, what did you like about the the punt unit on that on that play?
18: Well, I mean, we've got some explosiveness. Uh, we just got to take care of the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we had two punt returns, which we fumbled the ball on on the return itself. And that kind of got us in the bind. Actually, it led to a score for them. And, uh, they give them short field, so. We just got to be able to take care of the ball more, but yeah, we have some explosive players there that we utilize on special teams. We just got to be consistent with it.
12: Uh, Brady Ward had a nice game for you running the ball. Um, How important has he been to the offense this season? Well, you know, Brady's uh, got—he's improved
18: each week. He's just running with a lot more confidence, a lot more intensity, uh, really focused. I think uh, really enjoying the game right now, playing really hard. So you know, he uh, continues to improve, and and, uh, that really—you know is a positive aspect for our offense.
12: What stands out about the Bosqueville team you're playing tonight?
18: Well, offensively, they're a spread team. They really like to utilize the passing game. They'll have to do a good job of, of uh, being able to fit those routes, those those uh, routes that they utilize. And then, uh, you know, uh, they mix the run in when they need to do it, and they've been fairly effective with
5: that. They're a pretty young team, uh, but I think they're improving. ESPN Central Texas.
0: Yes.
10: Security Bank of Texas proudly brings together
11: the best of tradition and business partnership. Their dedicated team of professionals takes the time to understand your needs so they can deliver the banking experience you deserve. Whether it's personal banking, business banking, or something in between, they've got you covered. As a bank rooted in tradition, they're proud to serve the communities of Bell, Bosque, Coryell, and McLennan Counties. Experience banking as it should be. Stop by today and discover the difference with Security Bank of Texas. FDIC insured and equal housing lender. Your one stop for all farm and ranch supplies is Bar None Country Store. And when it's time to buy feed for all your animals, they're an official Purina dealer. Bar None Country Store also stocks deer protein, deer corn, and deer feeders, outdoor furniture, agriculture hardware, and Circa and Tyler Candles. Go by and say hello to Paula, Bobby, and the gang at Bar None Country Store, 7991 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, and at barnonecountrystore.com.
0: Payments for qualified buyers at 5.9% for 72 months, $5,000 down. Cash or trade, DTL, extra CD for details. Road construction continues, and so do the savings at Richard Carr's pre-owned construction sales event. Qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2017 Nissan Sentra for $150 a month, a 2015 Mercedes C250 for $241 a month, or a 2017 Ford F-150 XL for $390 a month. Overnight, 90 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles in stock. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for the pre-owned construction sales event at Richard Carr. At
3: Richard Carr, we give you
0: more. How many miles across Texas have you and your team walked for Let's Walk Waco? As you're stepping toward a healthier lifestyle and connecting with your community and enjoying the great outdoors, don't forget to log your miles as part of the Walk Across Texas Challenge. Your logged miles will help you and your team earn prizes. If you need more information, visit waco-texas.com forward slash walkwaco. Get up, get moving, and let's walk across Texas together. Remember, every step counts.
5: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show
1: on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor legend J.J. Joe joining us now. And uh, JJ always great to talk to you. Are you um, are you excited for this Rangers Astros game 3? I mean right there in your backyard where you grew up. There in Arlington, Texas at Globe Life. It's going to be rocking tonight. It's going to be a great scene. Uh have you will you prioritize this evening and be and be watching most of this one?
19: Hey, Mose. I, I appreciate you recognizing that I'm an Ag Town type guy, right? I, mm-hmm. I actually call them uh, the Randall Mill Rangers, all right, because <laughs> the the stadium, both of them, are technically right there on Randall Mill, right?
1: Yes. Um,
19: and when I was growing up, I used to go to the boys' club. It was then the boys' club, now it's boys and girls' club. And we would get we would get the free tickets for the getaway game that nobody wanted to go to, like in June at at like two o'clock, and that was at Old Turnpike Stadium, my friend. And so I, you know, I am not a huge baseball fan, but I am definitely a Rangers fan. Trust me. So I'm looking forward to it. And the only reason I probably won't watch the whole thing tonight is because man, it's budget season. I'm working on budget seat budget stuff at work.
1: <laughs> oh man, could I? I'd like to ask you so much about that budget. I know our listeners <laughs> would love to kind of hear about that. <laughs>
19: <laughs> hey man, this is it's exhilarating. Let me let me tell you, hey the Rangers, the Rangers are just right. At least during this time of year, with like the ALCS going on, they're just a notch below Baylor. Okay, and to be frankly, I got to be honest, Baylor and the Rangers are still just a notch below the Cowboys. It's just you know, I grew up with Roger Dodgers, so that's just how it is, man.
1: So you were happy to see that Chargers win. Cowboys kind of get it going again. Dak looked okay and Dak kind of moving around, got out of the pocket a little bit, extended some plays. Now JJ, he's got to hit that will route to to Pollard, okay? I mean, that's that is a that is not a pass that JJ Joe would have missed back in the day. Whoever would have been running that out of the backfield um there's no way, I mean, that that's a pass he has to hit. But for the most part, it had to be nice for you to see Dak running again because it seems like the team functions better when when he moves around and when he actually kind of imposes his physical strength on a defense. I know maybe it gives some people pause, but I just think everything functions better when he does that.
19: Hey, now what, what is the saying that creativity is the mother of necessity or something like that? A necessity is the mother of creativity, whichever mm-hmm. one. I forget yeah. which one it is. You're in a second. Um, yeah, yeah, except, there you go. So, hey, to me, like, there's a reason Tom Brady was great in the pocket. Tom couldn't outrun a sundial. Peyton Manning couldn't outrun a sundial, right? But for those guys to become great, they had to become precise pastors, staying in the pocket, very cerebral, very, very precise for guys who have a certain level of athleticism. um, Right. You know, it takes them a while a lot of times because they have not had to just sit back there. I don't think they could just take off running. So Dak has always been a guy who can move. And he has to understand that it's not my job to be a Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. It's my job to score points, man. You know what I'm saying? And when they score more points, like you know, who do, who do we play most? Like the San Francisco, like three weeks ago, two weeks, three weeks ago, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we can't, you know, we we score what ten points? We need Dak to move around, man. I like I like seeing that. Let me put it that way.
1: Need Mike McCarthy to maybe try to actually score a touchdown at the end of the first half? I mean that that <laughs> was that was kind of embarrassing the other night to kind of wind the clock down to three seconds when you had timeouts and you could take a shot at the end zone. Can you imagine – I mean, Grant, I guess, did do that to you your freshman year a little bit. <laughs> See, I didn't but... go in there. See, I'm not going to come on the radio and talk about my man. <laughs> <laughs> but still, that – I mean, Dak handled it well. But I, if think about that as Aaron Rodgers or somebody like that. And their coach, did, and coach said, oh, no, we're not going to take a shot at the end zone. We're going to take this field goal down here. I mean, how – I was just thinking about some of those quarterbacks over the years. I mean, they would have been – Phillip Rivers. What if they had done that to Phillip Rivers? Hey, Phillip, sorry, man. We're not going to take a shot at the end zone here. We're going to kick this field goal. I mean, I <laughs> did, did Did you think that was crazy the other night like I did?
19: Well, let me just say, coaches are – you know, I mean, it's like this. It's like it's, it's it's you're darned if you do, you're darned if you don't, right? Uh-huh. Because sometimes if you take those chances, then something bad goes happens, and people say, "Hey, man, why don't you just stay conservative and kick the field goal? Just get some points and go in the half, whatnot or whatever." Um, because we all saw that, though. Was that the uh, was it Miami, the Miami game, mm-hmm. where the coach should have just he should have just simply just took a knee and he wanted to prove how how dominant they were. Yes, against Georgia Tech, we remember that as Baylor fans, don't we?
1: Absolutely. So,
19: yes. so sometimes as a coach, man, you just sometimes you just want to be conservative, and they're conservative by nature. So, I get it. I get it. And um, you know, you know, McCarthy is trying to. I think he's trying to, like, you know, help Dak get out of that, you know, that uh, that you know turnover bugaboo, whatever we call it, and just stay safe. And but eventually, they're going to have to make plays. But you know, I understand it.
1: Are you hopeful for Baylor? I mean, they're not going to get any new players. Maybe they can run some new plays, but they got, they're going on the road. Aranda came right out and said, well, we need to throw the ball. You know, we need to throw it to open up the run, which is kind of interesting. You know, most coaches don't come out and tell you, yeah, we're going to come out and throw it on first down. But he basically said that the other day at his, at his media session. We've got to throw it early to try to open up the run game. They've been uh, non-competitive in two of those home games. Offense is not getting the job done. What are you? What have you seen? And does that, what Aranda was saying the other day, does that resonate with you?
19: Uh, it, it resonates with me. I, I love Coach Aranda, man. I think he's very transparent. Now, you know, you people think, well, you shouldn't tell anybody because they'll figure that. Trust me. Cincinnati has enough data after six weeks on Baylor to know exactly what they want to do, how they want to do it, which sets they run, what plays out of all that stuff, the the scouting that they do is in the video and what they watch, they have that. So 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 I think what Coach Rand is saying is like, look, we recognize that we need to loosen defenses up and then run. Versus, you know, a couple of years ago, even last year, we had the those horses up front that were experienced, too. Some of those guys in the league that we could probably try to lead with the run. And in 21, when we won the championship, not only did we have the horses up front, Moe's, we had the runner. I mean, you know, Abram. We we didn't really understand how how special Abram was to have the ability to be physical and outrun people. Uh, and then you could bring in Tristan, and he could just outrun people. So so I understand what he's saying. I'm very hopeful to answer your question. Uh, I'm I'm a Baylor fan through and through. I'm an alum like you, man. I'm a Letterman, and I want to see him do well, and I want to see him figure it out. And, and you know, we hey, we have the team and the players we have. Uh, and I think, to be honest with you, we have enough of the players in the right spot to at least, you know, have a winning season. But to make that happen, what has to happen, Mo, you know we've been watching the games. You, you have to play just sound football. And I'll say this. This is a long answer. I watched Iowa State. I thought Iowa State would win two games this year. All the players they lost, they had the gambling stuff going on. I watched Iowa State in Cincinnati. Iowa State is four and three. You know why they're four and three? Because they play disciplined, sound football. They don't beat themselves, and all of those guys are pulling in the same direction. And they're they're two lanes away from being bowl eligible on a team that everybody thought would be lucky to win two games this year. So, hey man, I'm hopeful, and I hope we just we those those days off helped us out a lot.
1: Doesn't it feel to me? It feels like six wins would be a miracle. At this point, and again, everything looks bleak right now, two and four, but you're talking about having a possible winning season, which would get it to what six and six and maybe have a chance at a bowl. I mean, I think that's kind of what you're trying to to squint and see and try to have some optimism. I I, I don't know. I I hope so. And maybe going on the road (laughs) can help this team. We saw what happened late against UCF. There was no carryover. I'm just tired of right. hearing this stuff of how good they look in practice. Okay, you guys back in the day with all your big, you know, great players and defense and <laughs> Big Cat and Santana may have looked like Super Bowl, but you also brought some of that to the field on Saturdays. Nobody wants to hear any more of that. Well, what, we're, we've looked so great in practice, we can't take it to the field. That, that I mean, like, you got to stop. He can't say anything like that anymore, uh, at least from – from my seat on this and and again they have to go out and prove it uh it'll it'll it's going to be fascinating to watch i do like that you're somewhat uh, hopeful about this it, are the runners on this team capable like dom richardson has been playing through something but he does seem yeah, powerful yeah. right richard reese is more of a quick hitter uh you know get up the field kind of guy do do they have the horses? I, I I guess I don't really know if they do. And and do they have the horses at receiver? Because some weeks I'm like, yeah. And then some weeks I'm like, yeah, maybe not.
19: Yeah, Mo, well, that, that, that's all good stuff. And don't get me wrong, man. It's, it's going to be tough. Uh, I'm not I'm not all just kind of rosy-colored glass. I'm hopeful not just yeah. because I'm an analyst as an alum and letterman. I'm hopeful because I, I when you watch the game, uh, like I've watched the game, uh, there's just some things that are just what I would call bust, And uh, bust that I, you know, to me are not really, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, bust on defense, where we just don't have a person there. We can chalk some of that up to youth. Uh, stuff that I hope the off week helps. Uh, and I'm with you. You know, I think I, I wrote this in our life. I said, hey, look, coach, coach has to just be honest with them And stop saying, hey, look, this is who, who we are. And say, yes, this is who we are. We're two and four. Because this is how we played the last six games we have a reset week and we have opportunity and Mose I'll ask you this our team has not shown us yet that they can go out and be consistent yet uh, but I would say Baylor's about to play another two and three or two and four team Cincinnati it's going to be on the road so it's going to be tough we then get to come home and play and improve but at home Iowa State team it's not going to beat themselves Uh, We'll probably be underdogs, unfortunately. I hate to say, but we probably will. On our schedule, we still have Houston, who, in in their own way, they had a great win the other night, but they're trying to figure themselves out. And then, of course, we still have TCU, who's been up and down. It's at home, and they're always a tough. So if you look at our six games, and I look through it, and if you tell me, like, if these guys can at least play average to sound football, we can't win, go four and two, it's possible. Now, what I predicted based on what I've seen, I would not predict it. But it is there won't be a game mode where we go out there and we're, we're probably underdogs by ten points or something, or even a touch. We'll probably go out there; it's six points, five points, or whatnot. And there's an opportunity. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, man, they they're able to pull something through, and we'll, we'll see.
1: Yeah, I, I like that rose-colored glasses. Some of Dion's <laughs> kind of. You would look good in those Dion shades. You know I like some shades. <laughs> hey, you know, you I like a I mean, pair Rose of shades.
19: You have, you have those shades I like. What game over the next six weeks, because they're all consecutive, do you think we're just going to be huge underdogs in? I mean, huge um, huge, I mean like double digit.
1: Shouldn't be. Remind me, is K-State. Oh, I'm yeah, just trying to think because they the don't one. play either Oklahoma. K-State is rough we'll K-State because up they – yeah, that's a rough one, and they put that new quarterback in, and he's running all over everybody. But that may <laughs> so be the only one. Okay. I, I'm not disagreeing,
19: K State. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one on the road.
1: Yeah, I, I mean that's the only one where you're just like, you know, be not a ch- TCU with this new quarterback is a little scary. All right, they did yeah. look better. You
19: guys, the what is he, Richard? Freshman though with your freshman? Fresh yeah
1: um i he's hoover is like a redshirt freshman i think or maybe even a true freshman all right so i but that bothers me going to that place because i hate going there i I agree it's a tough place for us yeah so maybe those those two games kind of stand out and i can't think of anybody else that you're just totally scared of i can't believe there's even that many games left
19: to show consistency we have to. We have to come show some consistency. Which we haven't shown, but I think Baylor will have the opportunity in four of the six games at least. Because I do agree, Fort Worth is tough for us. It'll be an opportunity, but it's tough for us. In Manhattan is a tough place for us against yeah. a solid team. So, yep.
1: I I could see the Iowa State kids getting distracted if there's a good over under on the game. Or a line they like. Okay, right. <laughs> you got jokes. <laughs> I can see. I'm hoping the Cyclones make a few bets that week. All right, and see if we could get into some of that. But hey, uh, look, look at Mo, look at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. They are the Jekyll and Hyde of the Big Twelve.
19: Did they lose to South Alabama?
1: They're awful. They were awful. Yeah, and they have turned around in one two. straight. Exactly. You're absolutely Those right.
19: Guys have beaten Kansas State at home and. Who else they just they just beat somebody the other day? They beat Kansas.
1: Kansas. They beat Kansas. Golly! And I don't understand. It
19: can be done. That tells me it's possible.
1: I, I know. I know. It just <laughs> when you're not competitive against these natural rivals over the years at right, home, right. Right. it's demoralizing, and and we all have trouble uh, getting back up from it. And uh, hopefully the you're team right. did right. some good things during the bye week. I mean, did you do anything during the bye week to kind of clear your head? I mean, because you are you obviously more optimistic than I am. I love your attitude today. I mean, did you go anywhere or do anything with your time or just kind of hang with the fam? Hey, man, let me
19: tell you what happened. Okay, I got to hang out, you know, with the Miz for a weekend, not, and I got to flush. That's a good thing. Uh, and I got to watch. You know, I did watch a little Cincinnati, uh, Iowa State, Those that was our uh, next two opponents. Uh, that was good. I didn't watch that whole thing because it kind of got out of hand late. Uh, but what what happened, Moe, what really happens with my outlook is that like, the Rangers had won like six straight, so that helps. And then the Cowboys won. It doesn't get any better than
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. And if Baylor <laughs> could win, I mean, we really Cowboys. could get on a roll. Oh, Cowboys man. If Baylor could ca- win this yeah.
19: Saturday, you don't understand, man. I'd I'm, I'm be pretty good.
1: Cowboys can't lose. They're off. They've got to buy, so they can just exactly. sit home and hope that. Uh, hope the Eagles lose again okay root against the Eagles that's pretty easy hey I got a place in Cincinnati for you called the Montgomery Inn now they're Montgomery. known for their ribs and I went there for a Cowboys Cincinnati game you can sit right there on the river have a nice view of whatever river that would be Ohio River I mean I'm just guessing uh right there in uh, in downtown Cincinnati okay so give that okay, okay got gotcha. that in mind. Hey, I will, and, I, and hopefully
19: that'll be – and I, I will say this about the game coming up, is that what I'm hoping is at the energy level. I, I'm, I'm always going to talk about what I would call obvious things. And, I mean, to me, the obvious thing has to be, right, the leaders of this team and the coaches of this team, they they just – it's important for whatever the – for them to bring energy and they bring it early. Because, you know, what happens most is if, if you go up here and you're two and four – and there's no positive energy or positive something that happens early, you turn into that, here we go again. And that's what I'm going to be watching early, is that is this team ready to play? Because if we're not, we may get more of what we've seen. But if we are, we'll at least have an opportunity to be in that game
1: late. All right. I like that kid from Cincinnati coming out after the game, after a tough loss. And that's what you used to do. Face the media, even after a tough loss. I like that. I'd like to see a little more of that uh, around here. But uh, I, I, and again, it's not, it's not anything he's shirking from. I just like it when these teams bring the quarterback to the podium because they get all the praise in the wins, and you know they can know how, they got to know how to handle the adversity, and they're such huge leaders. So anyway, it's a point I made earlier. I don't know if you agree with me or not on it, but no, I just kind of yeah. those. I,
19: I, you know, sorry about it. I, I do agree with that because I mean, to me, Shapen uh, is your leader, and I, I don't know, I don't know. I know we get different guys. They tell us who we're going to get after game, but Shapin is the guy who's the leader of this team, and I think like, you're right for the quarterback. I mean, they don't ask me. I think the quarterback, no matter what, you typically got to get him out there because he is the guy. Like you said, if you win. You know, he's normally going to be the one credited, but if you lose, you just kind of want him to be out front. So, um, and, and I don't know. I mean, they, I'm sure they're telling Blake, you know, hey, don't worry. We got these two guys coming today. Don't worry about it. But I think it's always good to hear from the quarterback.
1: I really do. Okay. All right. We're on the same page. As usual, no, I'm with you. J.J., you and I have, tend to be on lockstep, even in theological <laughs> matters. We both agree on similar budgets, uh, but... uh <laughs> all right well listen i appreciate it always fun catching up with you thanks for doing this Hi, my man there he goes the great jj joe you'll hear him on saturday's call that's an early kick that's at 11 a.m jj joe you'll hear all the pregame, of course right here at espn central texas a couple hours before derek and the whole gang john It'll be a gr- it'll be a good
5: time. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas.
0: This Bosqueville coaches show with Clint Zander is brought to you by Saddle Creek Dental.
6: The Bosqueville Bulldogs dropped a 45, 21 decision to Rosebud Lotto on Friday. Coach, how did those Cougars jump out to that 20 point, 21 point
13: lead in the first quarter?
20: Uh, we had some turnovers, uh, kind of seems to be the theme of our season. Uh, just turned the ball over and and uh, didn't capitalize on opportunities. And I thought we played better in the middle quarters, second and third quarter, and got back in the game there in the middle of the fourth, down the touchdown, and uh, gave up a kickoff. Actually, we were down a field goal. Gave up a kickoff return for a touchdown and uh, kind of took the wind out of our sails and had to start pressing and... Uh, Had some more turnovers late, so just need to hold
13: on to the ball. Well, a third-district loss doesn't necessarily knock you out of the playoff picture, but you pretty much have to win out, don't you? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. It's definitely
20: an uphill climb. Uh, You know, I feel like that if we can take care of the football, we can be competitive in those games and uh, never know what might happen. Well, this
13: week you host Crawford. What can you tell us about the Pirates?
20: You know Crawford's Crawford. They they're gonna do what they do. Uh, they're they're sound defensively. They're sound offensively. Uh, they have uh, spread the ball out a little bit more this year. Uh, but I I think when it's when it's time for them to make hay, they they get back in the stuff they've always done get under center. But uh, you know they're always gonna be sound. They're always big. They got some speed. So it'll be a challenge for us.
5: ESPN Central
20: Texas.
6: Want to cover sports, news, try
15: advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online, and remember, for the best skills in the biz with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered.
5: Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at
14: SyntexSportsFan.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project?
5: It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley
1: Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right. You can hear all sorts of, um, on our different, our various stations tonight. We'll have some high school football for you. We're not far off from the playoffs. That'll be exciting. I'm out to see playoff football. Well, not playoff football, but a football game tonight, District Six a where I'll be watching Rangers are going to the bottom of the sixth down one run down 2 one could have been worse could have been worse uh Montgomery couldn't get out of the inning but unfortunately Abreu who's killing the Rangers reached down and and poked one out there and uh that allowed uh, uh that allowed them to go up and I it, quite honestly the uh uh Seeger had a hot shot at him, and he just couldn't handle it. And, uh, and so uh, you get bases loaded situation, and Spores gets you out of it. Does a great job with a uh, – uh, gets a um, fly ball out there to, uh, to Adolis. And then Simeon, who's really had a bad um, series – makes a great play, diving play, gets up, gets, his, gets the man at first. That was Pena, and that was huge for the Rangers as they go to the bottom of the six now, down 2-1 to one against the Astros game five of the ALCS. Everybody have a great evening. We will see you Monday. Let's see how Bayer, Baylor does. Thank you, Aaron. Good night, everybody.
5: It's time now for the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency.